Podcast Network. There's no fish in this movie. Are we going now, or are we still... No, no, I'm just really checking <laughs> levels, but there's no fish. Was... Yeah, but you trick people into saying things when you're like, I'm not going to use this, and then I'm like, here's my ATM pin code. <laughs> well, that only happened once. <laughs> but I had to change it yeah. to one, two, three, four. Um, the levels look good. I think we're fine. What is that? Bang is an energy drink. It's, um... Oh, yeah. But what's it say about... Keto coffee, mocha, madness, high-protein coffee <laughs> energy drink. Allison. It says all that? Yeah. High-protein coffee at the top. Oh, wow. Keto coffee, mocha, There's madness. A lot going on. Yeah, oh, yeah. Natural and artificial flavors. Potent brain and body fuel. <laughs> For my potent brain and body. I, I, I want, I want to have a, a little PSA, not a PSA in the beginning, but okay. I would tell people, I know this is your show and I'm telling them to stop listening, but we knew nothing about this movie at all. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. This, Our, do you want to do the explanation? Or you want to do the disclaimer first? I, it ties into it, I think. Okay. So our friend Valate, who came by the store that we work at South Fellini and she recommended this movie for for the podcast, yeah, and she said it's about like Japanese punk rock music, and we, were, me and you were like, we're, we're sold already, yeah. Uh, and she was like, Jap- the- Japanese a Japanese punk band, and something something they saved the world. I think you'll like it. Was basically, like, and I was like, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, and so I knew nothing about it at no. all. I'd never heard of this or whatever, and like I know we're gonna be talking about the specifics of the movie, but, and some, like, Doll Man, you could listen to the podcast and it's not going to ruin Doll Man. Yeah, yeah, we always say, like, <laughs> you know, I don't think a lot of movies can be ruined, most, because it's a- not ruined, but, like, the, the, the part of the fun is, like, part of the fun in this movie is, is the experience of and, watching it unfold. And, yes, yes, and it because it's, like, you're kind of just like, what? It's a non-linear movie. But it all makes sense at the end. Yes, it all ties up at the end really nicely. It's so fun to watch that, like, I would watch the movie first. So I found it on archive.org. Oh, there, is it really? There's a person on there named Ultra Goji 2 And they post a lot of Godzilla and Kaiju movies, but they posted this. Awesome. And I couldn't really find it streaming anywhere else in 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 the United yeah, States. Yeah, it's so. not really streaming. Um I had uh a friend of the show and former guest uh, Ben Ben found somewhere to download it and put it on um like a Plex account and so I could watch it. Uh and yeah, it's uh yeah, So it's, I would pause it. It's not what I was expecting when when no. I was like, "Oh, okay, it's going to be like a weird little something or other." movie but yeah i didn't know what to expect so yeah. so so we should do the minute of silence like during the song all right so you're back now now you've seen the movie i'm gonna leave a minute a full minute don't don't no it's great no don't do that it's conceptually <laughs> it's conceptually good 
Now they will have seen the movie, it'll make sense, I guess. Yeah, it's definitely worth watching before listening to this, because because the story told in a linear fashion is, like, fine, it's a very good story, but the way it's told is as much a part of the finished product as the story. It's like, like Pulp Fiction, the same way that's, you know, non-linear and, you know, kind of interconnected and stuff, like... Sure, that's entertaining, it's got good dialogue, it's got whatever, it's got whatever, but if it was told linearly, if you edit it all together in order, it's less interesting than watching it unfold and piecing those things together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, because you're just like, what? Because then this movie and, and jumps... And you also, you have to remember stuff, like, you're, you're like, okay, I'm not going to forget this, like, 1986, like, I'm remembering, are we going to go back to there, or how does that tie into... Because the movie jumps time pretty much every, like, 10, every other 15, scene or so. 20 minutes, yeah. Yeah, I was also... Uh, hedging my bets that like I was like oh maybe maybe I didn't recognize that somebody from one of the previous like era you know was somebody else in this scene I was like oh maybe I just didn't recognize him and like it's gonna make more sense later you know and then like as it gets to the end of the movie and I was like okay it looks like the movie's about over and I was like I must have missed a thing or I, or I must have like not gotten the connection between this or that or I was like uh-huh. maybe they're not super connected but then there is like a there's like a, a coda on the whole thing that shows you like the life cycle of this. Piece it shows of you the whole thing, but it also shows us stuff that we weren't privy to. Yes. And... That we thought that, that, that it does that thing I talked about that I loved in Shawshank Redemption, where it's like, it shows you, you think you get something, but it, then it's like, here's actually what was happening. Or, yeah. 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 It does that twice where it like pulls the rug out from under you at the end of that thing. Yes. Near the end. Yeah, like during the, during the, there's two things and we'll get to them, I guess, but, uh, where it's like, oh, this happened. And then we find out that's not exactly what happened. So explain the movie. Dale. Well, so hello, excellent humans. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, we start now. Welcome. We get, now we record. Now, now we're recording. Do I do that joke every time I'm on? Probably. Probably. <laughs> one day I'll be funny. <laughs> it's funny. The, the constancy is what makes it funny. <laughs> well, that's just cause I forget I do it. It's not that I'm doing a, a poll. One, one, bit. one. One. <laughs> uh, hello, excellent humans. Welcome to another episode of Hate Watch, Great Watch. I am your co-host today, Hunter Bush, and joining me is, I believe this is your 17th time on the show, or, or 18th? We'll just say 19. Yeah, sure. It's the Stephen King number. Uh, Brian Bierman. Hello. Good to see you. We haven't talked to the... Uh, <laughs> we haven't spoken in two days. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I've been playing Zelda, I don't know. Oh, that's pretty good. When this comes out, I'll probably still be playing Zelda. Cut, um, cut that. Cut that? <laughs> <laughs> Why? If I put that it's got a, a Tears of the Kingdom content, people download, Maybe. download, they download. They might. They might. Hit that download. We got all the all like the subscribe. all the source codes and tags are at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we start with this? Because uh, there's, so, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Loosely, this is the story of a piece of art that starts its life, we'll find out, as a book and becomes, more importantly, a song. Yeah. And the song becomes kind of like the center of an urban legend, and it just becomes like one of those things where it's like, oh, this isn't very popular, but like you should check it out. Like this is a, It's got a weird bit of folklore footnote you know, mm-hmm. to it. It's the first punk band. They, their album came out a year before the Sex Pistols, yes. like I keep saying. So, 75. It's told, like we said, non-linearly. Um, the film was from 2009. It's Fish Story. It's based on a novel by uh, Kotaro Osaka. Did you look up other things that he wrote? No, I haven't yet. He wrote 
what that movie Bullet Train is based off of. One oh, of really? Novels. The one that came out like last year or whatever it was? Yeah, I liked that. It's not like what an incredible thing, but it, I could see them being written by the same person. They have a very similar like pop sensibility to them. When we talk, like this is a story about like the beauty and impact of art, which sounds like really pretentious, but like it's very fun. It's done in a silly, yeah. tongue in cheek way. Yeah, but it, it's still impactful. It's just yeah. like you don't have to take you don't have to take everything seriously all the time for it to still be impactful. It has a runtime of an hour and fifty three minutes. I couldn't find a rating for it online. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't, know. I don't know if it was ever like rated by the MPAA because it might not have been released. I don't think it was in the U.S. at all. Yeah. Uh, it's directed by Yoshihiro Nakamura. So it was released in 2009, like I said, but it takes place in, two, in 2012. 2012 yeah. yeah, that's like the current timeline, and then it jumps around. 2012, 1975, 1982, 1999, 2009, like it's all across the Then board. at the end... And at the very end, it's even early. Did like we get the, a year for that? Uh, it seems like the 50s They said or it was something. post-war, so like yeah, late like, 40s, early yeah. 50s, yeah. But I don't think we got, like, an actual year. Yeah. Yeah. Also 1999 for one scene. Yeah. Oh, did I not say that? Yeah. Uh, maybe you did. I, yeah. uh, the one that's, <laughs> that's a great scene and very wild and very funny. Like, this almost has, at times, this has, like, a Coen Brothers feel to it almost. It doesn't quite get to, like, the, I don't know. Their characters are very, like, Coen Brothers, man. They write characters that feel both like cartoons and like people you know, like at the same time. Yeah. That like nobody else ever hits that note. Like. The ridiculous of people without them being, but without, yeah, but they seem, yeah, they, they it's like. They seem realistic, but they yeah. also are like well, absolute they're caricatures. The, they're the best, yeah. And like nobody does that like them. I just, it's just a very specific thing that they, you know, yeah, manage. They're the, pretty much the best yeah but there's moments in this where i was like this approaches that kind of like if it just like pushed the needle a little bit more like it could be that level of like ridiculous but but playing it straight and keeping it grounded but it's all it also has like a um movie i talked about on here before but everything everywhere all at once oh yeah where like it references real media in our world like but it's also, re- like, they talk about, like, they're like, Operation Armageddon. Yes. And he's like, maybe Bruce Willis is there. Now, was that a joke, or is it, like, Armageddon is real? In, in the world, the, that's, yeah. That's what I, yeah, because, it's, like, it's hard make, to tell from the context. Point, they make a point to say that. <laughs> they also, again, totally straight-faced, the one guy references, um... That a tidal wave will be twice as tall as Godzilla. Yeah. As though Godzilla had a very quantifiable height that everybody knows. Well, he does. He kind of does. But that's well, the thing is about Godzilla. Is every like couple of tall. movies, it's yes. But yeah. I just like I was like, well, if, if Armageddon's real in this world, maybe Godzilla is also real. Yeah. <laughs> like, but is it a movie or is, is it right? actually or is it the news? Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's unclear. Because yeah, like it's I'm I'm American. I've never you know spent any time in japan or anything i i you know it's a tonal language so you know it's just like how some people just like oh we don't really get sarcasm because like we don't get the tonal inference that you have to yeah yeah so it's like when he's like oh operation armageddon yeah i'm yeah it's like is that the actual title (laughs) of it or are they like and the fucking you know No, i think it is because i think they say it on the news yeah i think so too but that's what i mean like in the first scene when they first mention i'm like oh maybe they mean like when the fucking Americans tried to do the dumb thing from the yeah, movie, it didn't work. Like, oh, maybe Bruce Willis is going to save us. <laughs> but like, then, 
But then that comes into play. Yeah, that is the finale. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Where it's like, maybe Bruce Willis was up there. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I mean. It has this weird, like, pop sensibility to it. Yeah, and it's all about music. And 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 it's also, like, playing fast and loose with... the, The movie itself is very loose. It doesn't... There's no... For a movie about, like, the impending demise of potentially the world. And I'm not saying this in a negative way. There's something really, like, inviting about it because... It just it just plays things out because it happened in the past, so we don't have to worry about like you know like it's 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 taking place in the past of the timeline of the film. So like just, these are the things that happened. But even the combat scene, there's like a there's like a, a martial arts. It turns into a kung fu movie for, for like one minutes. scene, yeah. yeah. And that's but also that's very like chill. It's a very like he's he's well, almost he's like so Steven Seagal. He's so chill about it. He's a champion of justice. He is champion of justice. It was just how he's credited, by the way. Yeah, like I. That was my one thing with this movie, and so I'm going to credit all the actors that I could actually properly credit as far as, like, when we get to their Because I don't think they give a lot of names of No, um, that's the thing. People. is I always, especially when we watch, like, a foreign film, because um, I'm not, like... My, my qualm with IMDb is that when you have the actor's photo on a movie page, it should be a photo of them from the movie so that I could be like, oh, that's him. I mean, that takes a lot of time. Though. I know, I know. But, like, it would, it would help me greatly. <laughs> So I always pay attention to character names uh, in foreign films, especially more than U.S. films, because if I or if I just know all the actors, I can be like, oh, it's this guy, you know, whatever. But with this, I think I got like six character names or something or eight tops. There's only 20 some odd people in the whole cast, and some of them aren't credited like and there's not not everybody has a photo on IMDb even. So it's very hard. But I did get so I was reading um, like some some of the people weren't. So the one guitar player. In the band, yeah. not the leader. Um, what they give his name? Uh, so the singer is Goro. Goro. Uh, I, I got all their names. Should we explain the movie, or I guess everyone will have watched it now. <laughs> That's true. You made them watch it. <laughs> well, we did. We did explain it's about the song. It's about the band. Um, yeah. So the, the the textual through line of the movie is that in 2012, a comet is yeah. So in the three beginning, hours so from the, hitting. So the beginning, and again, I, I had no idea what this movie is. So the movie starts. And it's like this old man in like a um, like a motorized cart. So he's driving around. I'm not sure exactly where. Do you know what what? No, it's not Hokkaido, right? No, they uh, they don't give us. I, I yeah, <laughs> they, they make a big us. deal about the the one girl does not want to go to Hokkaido, but they don't really. I guess because it's far, but she they don't really explain why. But she's like freaking out. Yeah, she she's falls like, asleep. Not Hokkaido. We'll get there, but she falls asleep on the ferry, and yeah. the next stop is Hokkaido. And I just assumed it was like, oh, that's really far. Yeah. And like, I don't know how I'll get back. Yeah. This guy, and it seems like there's no one else around, and he is is like he's in a motorized wheelchair. Yeah, and he's like being a dick. He like pushes over the the bikes. <laughs> he, you know, it's a motorized. And wheelchair. we don't know anything. No. We, we we looking back now, he's just like the world's gonna end. I don't give a fuck. Right. I'm, it's very and funny. And he's an asshole also. He is, yes. It's really funny because it's like, it's a motorized wheelchair. It's not very fast. So it's him going down this like narrow, like back alley looking street. And he goes up to a line of bikes and like Pee Wee Herman knocking over all the motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, he takes a cane off the back of his uh, chair and pushes them all over. And just kind of is like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even laugh or anything. No, he's, just he's just like, just like I did it. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get a shot like over his shoulder of up into the sky. Yes. And we see the and, and, comet. And so I'm watching it. And then I had to rewind. I'm like, there's like a comet in the sky, Giant, right? Like, yeah. like, cause they, <laughs> cause I hadn't, I had no idea what this movie is. So I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. That shot. I was like, oh, now see, 
you know, I've played a lot of RPGs, and a lot of them have to deal with giant comments about it. So yes. it looked exactly like that. Where like I was Majora's like, Majora's Mask or whatever. <laughs> Majora's the, Mask. The at least America. two of the Final Fantasies have like a big yeah, space right. object it's about big, to collide yeah. with Earth. Yeah. It always works. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it, it's very effective. So I was like, oh okay. And then I pieced all that together. I was like, oh right, there's nobody around. He's just fucking shit up. Yeah. So he goes into a coconut's disc, which. Apparently, I was looking it up as like a real Japanese music store, but do you remember Coconuts at the Mall? Yeah, yeah. Is you that, think that's related? Because around that here chain? in Roosevelt Mall, and there was one also in Walmart down at the Delaware Ave. If you're in Philly, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the like Walmart Center. There used to be a Coconuts. I think I, I bought the Tin Machine album. It was like a dollar ninety nine. Like I remember, it was like nobody wanted this, and I was like, yes, yeah. Well, um, I bought so all those like. 90s albums that are like one hit wonders space man by uh what is it oh man babylon (laughs) zoo and that's terrible in a in a weird way in a fun way it's it's terrible and good in the the eiffel 65 way yeah look that up yes babylon zoo space man but space hog i got that album there So I it was, had space in it. I definitely bought it at Coconuts yeah, for a dollar ninety nine. So I was like, "Wow, I wonder if that's where Coconuts came from." But anyway, yeah, I was wondering that too. If that was just a coincidence or whatever. Um, so he goes in, and there's a guy who works there, and like another guy who's just like a customer, and they're talking about like he's showing he's showing him. Is this when he's showing him this the album, or or what what are they talking about? Um, at first, well, because he walks in there and he's just like. He's what like, the, why are you open? Yeah, he's like, he's like, and the guy's like, it's business hours. And he's like, you're, you know. And so now we're like, oh, okay, the, the comet's real. And like, we're like right. slowly. Basically, getting... he's like, world's going to end. There's a comet. Why are you even bothering to be open? Yeah. And at, as soon as he, he's like, no one's going to buy anything. And then a guy in the background takes off headphones. And he's like, he was listening to a Sex Pistols disc. Yes. And he's like, yeah, this is, this is great. Like, he's like, he's like, oh, they're making fun of my Sinatra by my way. They don't explicitly say Sex Pistols. No, no. But, but then he says, and later <laughs> on in the scene, they, they he also it. says, uh, <laughs> he also says, yeah, they're better than Billy Joel. It's like his first line. Yeah I, yeah, I guess he like likes Billy, Billy Joel. Yeah, that's what I was like. What year is this? Because I knew it was about like seventies punk music. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, what? And then I saw CDs, and I was like, okay, this has to be like a somewhat recent. Right. Let me find out. It's twenty twelve. He's like, yeah, and they're making fun of they're parodying Sinatra like by doing my way their way. And he's like, uh. so it's kind of like the the guy that was, and the guy walks in. He's got a cane, um, but he, he it's kind of like also he, he if, shit old man. If I'm if, I'm nitpicking about the Sid. It's actually Sid Vicious doing my way. Not yes. The, yeah, yeah. That was his uh, his cover. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah, and they they talk about you know music a little bit. He's like, yeah, it was 1975, and this is whatever, and and then he pulls out this record, which is called Fish Story, the name of the film. And the he's main like, is Gekkerin, uh which is Japanese for wrath. Yeah. I looked it up. I didn't know. Just know that. they dropped that in the movie. <laughs> oh, somewhere. Did they? Yeah, I think it's in that first scene, but it's real quick. Okay. Because he's like, he's like, like he says Gekkerin, and it says it on the screen like in quotes. He's like Gekkerin, yeah. And then he goes Wrath. He's like, yeah, they broke up after this because of label interference or something. Yeah. He plays that. They play the song. 
He plays the record for him, and the, and he and and it's real slow and strummy. Yeah, and the and customer is like looking at him like he's this like is this punk. Yeah, and he's like, like yeah. imagine he just got done listening to the Sex Pistols. Yeah, and then you and put this, this guy's thing like, on. oh, this this is even better than the Sex Pistols, and then it's just like, bling, bling, it's like pretty and slow, and, yeah. and he's like, it's punk. He's like, just give yeah, it a sec. Just come on. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Yeah, and then it kicks in, and the song is great. It is. It's so fucking good. It's great, and I ha- the, the whole movie is about this one song, so the song kind of has to be has great. Has to be good, yeah. And, like, and it is. There's nothing in it that's like, oh, this sounds like... Oh, I think a lot of movies go for, this sounds like nothing you've ever heard, but it's like, no, it can still sound like stuff you've heard and sound like, oh, this is this kind of thing, this is this kind of thing, and still be great. Like, so, the, so much of music is that. It's just compiling stuff in a new and pleasing way. So the only trivia on IMDb is that uh, the song kind of sounds like uh, New Rose by The Damned. Yeah. I didn't put it together, but I was like, yeah, kind of. say that? Kind of. And it has the same, like, drum. Yeah, I can see that. Um. And it's just like that era of just like punk music. Also, it does a thing that I love in um, like Japanese pop and rock and everything. It, I'm sure they do it in ballads. I don't listen to like the like stolen English phrases because uh, there's a thing where he keeps saying, "Don't assume that I'm dead." Yes, which is like such a cool weird phrase. And it comes back later. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, but that's kind of in universe um, lampshaded kind yeah. of because we find out that. It's, yeah, it's based on a poorly translated American. Yeah, it's it, an American novel that we don't know what it exactly yes, is. That it was poorly. We'll, we'll find out. But yeah. yeah, yeah, and the movie's kind of also about like the song itself, like not just focused around it, but it's like a bunch of the third act becomes about the recording of it and what it what. Well, it builds up the mystery. So he's playing the song, and yeah. then the song stops. And he's like, what happened? And well, he's, wait, wait. Oh, okay. This is great. Like, storytelling-wise and building a film-wise. So we start in the record store, and then it cuts to 1975 for the opening credits, and we see the band playing the song. Mm-hmm. And it goes right up to the guitar solo, and then it stops, and it cuts to 1982. And they're listening to something. That's right. And it's like two guys in the backseat of a car, and they have a driver. Yeah, there's a guy driving them who's, like, not talking. Right. And so they're listening to tapes, and they keep leaning up into the front seat to put tapes into his, uh, you know, tape deck in his car. But, like, the one guy is, like, it's all, these are all, like, weird, obscure things. So everyone has a story. He's like, oh, this well, one's Well, he, 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 he says, it's like, he's like, this is a big one for supernatural record yes. collectors. Yeah. And I was like, what? Well, the first thing he says is, he's like, oh, well, this one, whatever it's called, there's a... I don't know if he says moan or whatever. He's like, that's in the final chorus. He's like, it's not part of, it's not one of the band members. And if you hear it, you get cursed. And the, yeah. it, it cuts the driver and he's like, you know, kind of a dweeby looking guy. And, and he's, he's just like, like clearly nervous about it. Yeah, he's this. like, oh fuck, I don't want to listen to a cursed record. Like, yeah. I'm just trying to drive these idiots like Uber. I'm just trying to drive these idiots wherever. Yeah. And, and then, he says he, he's like, oh, I know that from Moo Magazine, which is like, oh, is a, that a, which is like a real Japanese, like a cult magazine. And, if you like weird music, there's a Moo magazine uh, album that's like weird synth oh. 80s music. And it's the guy who later did the music for, I think, the one Mickey Mouse Sega Genesis Castle of Illusion. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how I found out about it. I think you've told me about this before. It's but really I, cool. I didn't know uh, what Moo magazine was. That album I, I was talking about, oh. Shigeneru Kamiya. Moo is the album. Oh, it's just called Moo? Kamiya. If you look up Kamiya, M-E-U. Uh, and then they put in 
the song again, Fish Story. Yeah, the record cover had a label on it that says, there's a minute of silence. It's intentional. And the, and the, pa- the other passenger in the backseat is like, why would, why would they do that? And he's like, well, the rumor is that there was a woman screaming and the record label, you know, didn't want that on there. So they just like dropped the volume for this one minute. And so then there's this mystery and he's like, yeah, they say that people who are like, you know, psychically, like they have the sixth sense, they can still hear it. And he's like, oh, yeah, put that one in. And now the driver's even more nervous. Yes, because he's like, what? I don't, he's I'm... like, oh, fuck. And he straight up goes like, if I hear it, will my car be cursed? Yeah. Because it's basically like, this is my livelihood. <laughs> he's like, he seems like he's like 17 or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's basically like, it's my livelihood. Like, I, I can't, I I can't, can't drive around a cursed car. car I don't need that. I just don't. <laughs> so they put it in. It's a song again. And you don't mind listening to it because it fucking, it, it slaps. It's a great song. And then it gets to the, exactly where the previous scene cut the start of the thing and you realize that it cut when a moment of silence started I, yeah. which is so fucking I cool i realized it retroactively but i'm like oh shit that's cool as hell and then they sit there in real time they like coast to a stop in front of a, a, a red, red light. light yeah and they just sit there anxiously for like a full minute yeah <laughs> waiting. and none of them hear anything no and they keep driving, and um, they're ultimately going to, like, a blind date situation kind of thing up at, like, a... Yeah, like some bar or yeah. something. And then he picks up somebody else from there, takes somebody there to another location. They go to a love hotel. Yes, and it's implied this woman does not want to be there. No, the, the, this girl's there briefly. Her name is um, well, she Haruko. So they're talking to her, and she is, like... Yeah, there's um, two guys. Things. It's the two guys in the back from the back seat of the car, and then the three girls. Yeah, and, and the driver is sitting at a separate table. Next <laughs> and to the them. guys literally like don't just, don't talk just to ignore, ignore him. him. He's he's just the driver, just driving. And this guy's like an asshole. Yeah, and the girl Haruko, uh, she's kind of quiet. The other two girls are clearly talking to these guys and clearly into them. And Haruko's just sitting there like enjoying her drink or whatever, and she starts talking to him, and she's you know he's like ah. Oh, uh, my name's what I don't even know if he says his name, but yeah, the other guy goes, he's just my driver. Don't worry about it. She goes, Oh, so that's your car. And he goes, yeah, it's my car. And the guy cuts him off. He's like, it's my car. He just drives it. Yeah. And then the two more like um, outgoing girls are like, Oh, Haruko, she predicts the future. You know, she talks to him a little bit, but um, you know, they're like, do it, do it, do the thing, do the thing. So she's, she tells the driver, like you will meet the woman you're destined to meet tonight or however she phrases it. But basically like you'll, you're you'll... fated to meet. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, I thought, and I think maybe he thinks it's her. Well, you're led to believe that, that it, because then later on, like, he's going to the bathroom and she's also in the bathroom. So they finally have, like, private talking, time. Yeah. She's kind of just like, you're going to let this, because this guy's just being an asshole to him. And she's yeah. like, you're going to let him, like, talk yeah, to you like Yeah, she's like, why don't you ever stand up for yourself? Yeah, he's which like, comes back. You know. Yeah. So then the, the asshole guy and, and Haruko. He, he makes them go to, like, a love hotel. Yeah. And it, the woman is... It, she doesn't say anything, but it's she does not want to be there. No, like. she doesn't like the guy. No, like the other two girls were into him and into the other guy. Like, but she didn't really seem like she wanted to talk to anybody, but maybe the driver. Yeah, and he's like, oh, the, the bar. We'll go to the bar. It's just over here. Like whatever. And the driver like is sort of like following them. Like you don't. She don't want to be here. Like maybe I should go get yeah. her out of here. And. And the, the you know the asshole guy comes back, yells in his face. I'm sorry, we're using all these like the asshole, the driver. I don't, yeah, I didn't get any of their names. Don't, and I don't. Yeah. yeah, they don't tell anything. Um, and not even all the actors are credited with like roles. Some of them are like the like Goro, whose name they give in the movie is credited on IMDb as the singer. And I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I was like, you got his name's his in name's there. Goro. Right, like yeah. I, we get it. They say it a lot. It's not even like I caught that one. Yeah. 
But yeah, and there's just a couple that are just the actor names and no photos, so I have no idea. So, uh, sorry. But um, but he backs down. He doesn't stand up for himself. He goes. He gets in his car and he starts driving away. Well, he and well, he and then it replays her saying like saying like why don't you yeah. And so he he's getting mad and he gets out of his car and he goes back to get them, but they're gone. Yeah, in this like alleyway. Yeah, and he can't figure out where they went because it's like a long stretch of like whatever the behind a building. Yeah. Um, leading up and around, and there's like a bar and there's lights at the far end or whatever but they were just in the middle of it he he's off you know off screen for like one second he goes back and they're gone and he's just yeah. like so he's driving away and, and he's, he's like furious at himself and he's hitting the dashboard yeah he's like and and um their tape yes so so while doing that the evil tape of the song fish story uh, um gets like Slides knocked back in, into yeah. the thing because he's hitting it so hard that it shakes it and the tape goes and back he, in he can't stop it. He's like trying to stop it and drive and he's like, trying to eject it. It won't eject. He's trying to turn the knob the and he knob pulls the knob off. off. So then he's playing it and he's getting freaked out. Cause it's coming up to the part where it's a minute of silence. And it's, and it's, it's replaying that him. in his head too, with, with the guy in the back seat saying like, people say that if you hear a scream, like, yeah. you know, you're Which, cursed or whatever. I wanted yes. to bring this up. Do you think this is based off of, have you ever heard the urban legend about the love roller coaster by the Ohio players. It, it was a faintly in the background of the song at one point, and it's like mixed in the background. It's weird. Yeah, you hear like somebody like screaming. They actually do this. They mention this in Scream Three, maybe. Okay. Um, they do like a like put the uh speaker right up against like something. They're like, listen, you can hear the scream. That's the I forget what they say. Is it like one of the backup singers being murdered? Is that so the there's rumor? there's multiple accounts of what happened. Yeah. What it actually is is it's the they interviewed the guy I think like years later and he was the keyboardist. He was like, yeah, I was trying to scream like I was on a roller coaster because it's a love roller coaster. Right. But it sounds like this girl scream. And so the album cover for the album is like this this model pouring hunt. The album's called Honey. And she's like pouring honey on her, uh-huh. and the rumor was, I guess, she was sitting on like. There's again, it's an urban legend, so there's like ten different versions of it. Right, right, right. George is barefoot because he was the pallbearer or whatever. <laughs> yes. And in England, they don't wear shoes when they bury people. It's like what? No, you yeah, made that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The the yeah, you have to you have to buy in a lot of things on this thing. Just but, like every conspiracy theory, you're you're assuming a lot of people telling you stuff know what they're talking about. <laughs> so the But we do. It should be important that you know we know what Yeah, hate watch, great watch knows. <laughs> I guess one version of the story is that the honey got stuck to the fiberglass and it got stuck to her and they like ripped it off her and it like ripped parts of her skin off or whatever. Jeez. And then she couldn't model. So she came back the next day while they were recording the song and her manager stabbed her to death. But then they left the, her dying yeah, right. screams in the But they the were like, mix. but the drum track is so yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they left it in the mix. And, uh, but there's, <laughs> there's another version of it where it's the cleaning woman of the studio and they kill her for whatever reason. <laughs> So it's but, she fiddled with me knobs. <laughs> <laughs> she had to go. But do you think that's where this comes from, or is inspired sure. by, or? Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of that though in music, yeah, especially music from that era when like satanic panic shit. Because he talks about like if you play this backwards, backwards it says yeah. something. And... Yeah, yeah, satanic panic stuff, and it just I think in music in general, like 
pre-satanic panic like rock and roll was still the devil's music even though it was like elvis presley it's like that's what the devil sounds like (laughs) it's like you know one for the money (laughs) two for the show it's like yep satan yeah (laughs) you know like it was it was the devil's music just because it was freaking out your parents um and your grandparents and shit so there was a lot of mythology about that i mean it's like kiss stands for knights and satan's service and well yeah it was all it was uh, it's like no it's what i was about to say is just like so dead wrong because i was gonna be like well it was the there was before the internet, so you could spread a lot of misinformation. But now I was like, mm, I think <laughs> there's well, no, probably more. But there is, but that's but what you said is technically true. If we use the internet for what it was designed for, which is research and you know and interacting with people and asking yeah, them, yeah, we would hey, learn that this is not right. You could you could this Ohio players articles on Snopes.com. That's how I know about it. So right. it's like that. Yeah, yeah, like. It was before the internet, so we should have stopped the spread of misinformation. No, when in now fact, there's new ways to do it. Yeah, yeah. Now it's just people. I mean, it's it's you know the concept of uh, folly adieu, folly adieu, which is like the madness of two. It's like when two people like hype each other up to do a thing, even uh, though that if you separated them and gave them one second to be like, do you really want to do this? They'd be like, no, that's crazy. I wouldn't do that. But having anybody there to be like, yeah, this is the right choice. You're like, yeah, it is. And you just feed into each other and then you go nuts. It's that, but it's for like half the country and a chunk of the world. Like that's all it is, is it's like cooperative madness. But there's a lot of like those rumors, especially about like forbidden, scary, spooky stuff. I mean, like it's the, yeah. it's backmasking. It's, you know, and some of that stuff is like, I guess potentially based on real real thing not that there was anybody murdered and they left the murder in the thing but i know like this is a chicken and egg situation but there are like black metal records where they like oh they like actually kill not killed (laughs) but like i i mean and i don't know that any of this is true but i heard and i've heard worse things so like this seems plausible but like they did kill a chicken in the studio and they recorded it you know or whatever it's on some weird fucking record or whatever i don't know if it's a chicken some animal and they're like that's our animal sacrifice i mean i but like it's like yeah that might be false but i also know that like i know about a bunch of the actual shit that happened in like the swedish black metal scene it's like well killing an animal in the studio isn't seems tame yeah like <laughs> they like if, co- they, there's the one band that like cook the lead singers like brains and fed it to the yeah. other <laughs> right because because he asked them to yes yeah and and you know and they actually did like a burn shit down and like yeah and it's like, yeah, I, you know, possible. This is all possible, but like, yeah, not that there was any like real murders, but they mixed in audio from a nine one one call. Yeah, we're like stuff. fucked up things, and right? Like, shit yeah. like that. Like, so yeah, I mean, this might be the Ohio players. That's probably the biggest one I know that's like this. That's or that's like the scream rumor thing. Yeah, I want to say I, there was something like a, some Rick James record or something that was that there was a part of it where there's some weird. This I I I can't tell you what the song was. It came up on, like, years ago, reading some article on, like, yeah, rumors and, and things about record, famous famous record things. But um, there's, like, a Rick James thing where there's some weird effect at some point during, like, a, you know, instrumental portion. And uh, it's because they had to put a weird effect on it because it was the only way to mask Rick James' uh, 
like fucked one of the groupies or something in the studio and he recorded it because he wanted it in there but then that they, sounds true right but then they, <laughs> but then the the producers couldn't figure out how to get it out <laughs> so that they just had to put a weird effect over it to mask it and i'm like what did they use the anti-fuck filter like or whatever uh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah yeah. now they have a button there's a button on garage <laughs> yeah but yeah it's just like weird shit like that where it's like that's why it sounds that's why it sounds like the bass is underwater it's like no it sounds like that because they were high and we're like <laughs> that that'd be Cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's 99% of yeah, musical yeah. decisions. Well, that's like... kind of, that's basically what this is. Yeah. It's like, so, so we're led to believe that this is what's going on. Right. That so, this is like so, supernatural. Or... So this guy is like driving and he's like horrified because it's just pure silence and it's like dark and yeah. it's, he's the only one on yeah, the road. So it's at night now because they spent time at the bar and spent time driving to the other location. He like slowly comes up and he sees like a, just a bike on the ground. Well, he's driving and he does hear a woman scream oh, yes. and, and in so, the silence. So we're like, oh, does he have like the sixth sense Right, because this movie might be supernatural. Yes. So then he sees a bike on yeah. like, the side of the road. Well, he hears it, then he hears it kind of again. Stops and gets out of the car. And now he's like freaking out. Right. And it's like, um, there's like an off, like a branching off like yeah thing. like a, so yeah. and it's like right past the branch off he sees like a bike on the ground and like some packages like knocked over and he's like looking at that and he like starts walking forward and he looks up and there's car tail lights and the passenger door is open and he like doesn't see anybody and it's real slow yes, and you're it's like very like tense, tense. Yeah, yeah it's great it's very like protracted and it's almost like dreamlike and, and he's that... scared so that makes you like even yeah more nervous and yeah, he gets to like the top of this thing and he looks in the car, there's nobody there. And then he sees, and like, dude, it could have been anything. Yeah, it could be like it's, an it, animal or yeah, something. Yeah, it just is like a shape, like, and it's kind of lighter in the darkness, like further ahead. But he reaches in, he flicks on the headlights, and it's like this guy, presumably the driver of the car, uh, like attempting to sexually assault this girl yeah. who was on the bike. I think right then it just cuts. Like, once you realize what it is, I think she like looks up and she's like, help me. And then the guy screams at him. The guy's like, get away. Turns around, starts walking away, gets to the like bottom where he would turn back to go to his car, like at the, the fork. And the music starts like turning up. Yeah, now the minute of silence is, is over. Yeah. yeah. So now the music so starts like coming back in. It's the solo. Yeah. And he like turns around and I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. And he like looks off to the side and there's like a big, big branch. He picks it up. And then it cuts away. I was like, well, no, he starts. He starts to run at he, him. He does. He walks up to the t- and then he starts. Like, and then and he's about to hit it and it cuts. So you're just like, all right, cool. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> but then we don't really find out for so long. Yeah, till the very it, it doesn't last come back to that for so long. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, um, yeah, it's great though. Yeah, it's a it's a that's a standout sequence. There's a lot of good in this movie. And you're still that's such you, a great sequence. And not knowing what's going on, you're still just like. I know it's related, but right. like, what is this movie? We've been in 2012. Yeah. We're talking about the album. We briefly saw 1975 with them recording it. Then we had this whole like mini story in 1982. So like, you're like, what's happening? Okay. Yeah. But it's a, and like the song is key to it. Yeah. Because like, it's literally like if the song didn't have that moment of silence, he wouldn't have heard. Well, yes. Scream, like, which like is punched at the end. At yeah. the end where, where we it's really so explain good. what the whole thing is. Oh, we go back to 2012, and the the guy the, the guy in the wheelchair uh, is talking about all the things he's accomplished in his life. <laughs> he's he's like, have you, ever, have you ever eaten a bird's nest? And yeah, they're like, like, no, and he's like, it's a Chinese delicacy. <laughs> and he's like, I've done it. Well, isn't did we miss the part where the 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 guy 
is like when he's playing the song, he's like, "This will save the world." He yeah, uh, the the record clerk. He yes, says that a couple of times. The other guy is like, he's like, and they they spitball for a minute. They're talking. He's like, "Oh, maybe it'll be five heroes like uh, the Go Rangers," which is the f- opening shot of the movie is a TV, and it's the Go Rangers, which is the first. From 75, it's the first Super Sentai show. Yeah. Which is what Power Rangers is. Yes. And it's still on. It's It's been on for, there's like 40 year, years of it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I only watched the one, Chojin Sentai Jetman, which was great. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, it was um, good. Yeah. Because, like, I love all those shows. Like, oh, it was great. Especially, like, anything where you get crazy robot or monster, like, suits yeah. and, like, all those rubber suit things. Or... So he's like, yeah, what about that? Or, like, a Gundam. And the guy's like, oh, Gundam, I remember that. And he's, like, laughing at them of just, like, he's like, the world's gonna end. Like, like right. you are fucked. Right. And they're, they're, they're just, like, spitballing, like, maybe this improbable thing will happen yeah. or whatever. And the clerk points to, like, the record and he's like, this will save the world. Yeah. And, and we're just like, what? Yeah, it's like, okay. So, yes. Uh, then we... when it cuts back... He's like he just he's like in his wheelchair. He's brought his, his wheelchair into the store now, and he's like sitting in it. And he's like, "You're eating bird's nest." They're like, "No." He's like, "It's a Chinese delicacy." Yeah. He's like, "I've eaten it." What did he say he's something like, about? He, I, did he, he say he, I had he, sex with well, a blonde well, no, woman? No, no, he's like, he's like, "Did you ever have a threesome?" Oh, he's, he's like, like yeah. "I did," and one of the women was a blonde. blonde. Yeah, and he's like, I, "He's I, like, I I've a, done everything." He's I've like, done. I had a Mercury Countach. <laughs> what is? That? It's a very uh, pr- like expensive like sports car. Okay, yeah. So, so he's, he's like, like, "I had a Countach. I've gone on cruises. Yeah, like, I've done it all." And <laughs> he said, "Like he's like, I did it all on someone else's money, on borrowed money." And is it gonna? And 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 now I never have to pay it back. Is this when he tells the story about like what what's happening to him? Yeah, he just throws out. He's like, I. He's like, he's like, yeah, like I have stomach t- cancer and it's and it's terminal. But I haven't done anything because I knew this was going to happen. I knew the world was going to end. Yeah. So yeah, was he? He's the priest that he's the priest from the he's the priest that says from the death cult. No, it's it's 2012, 2012 not 2009. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll get to the death cult. <laughs> then I guess they branch off until There's like a, a splinter death. Cult. That's kind of how it works, though. Yeah. If yeah, you research yeah. any of those like cult things, yes. that's kind of how it is. Where somebody's like, and when we get to when we get to the afterlife, you know, they're gonna serve us all pie, and the pie will be blueberry. And somebody goes, I think it's gonna be strawberry, and they're like, you're a fucking idiot. And Fuck then it's you, like, Randy. now there are two cults: yeah. <laughs> strawberry pie cult, blueberry pie cult. Deal with it. Yeah. So he's like, I've known for 10 years this day was going to come. Yeah. Didn't bother treating his cancer. Didn't, you know, pay any money back. Didn't have to worry about it because he knew this was going to happen. And I guess they don't really get into this. But I guess it's implied that he's like stealing the money from his cult or like, you know, he's doing done all this shit and he's like a big shot and yeah. all this money now. If he's a cult leader, like that makes sense. It's usually, the, it's usually what they do. It's kind of what they do. Yeah. Is this when it cuts to 1999? Yes. And we had gotten a thing at the, again, it's all interconnected. Like they're narratively, they're putting stuff in that's all over, you know, that, that res- resonates forwards and backwards in time kind of. So in 1982 at the dinner at the, like uh, the, the, the date, you know, with mm-hmm. the asshole guy and whatever, when they're talking about how Haruko can do predictions, you know, they're like, yeah, Nostradamus, whatever, whatever. And when it does the year for 1999, it says it's... 1999, the great king of terror will come, not yeah. Nostradamus, attributed yeah. to Nostradamus. Yes. And you're like, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> and, like, they had mentioned that prophecy, and there's a line in it about, like, uh, uh, some someone with wavy golden hair. A prince with, a with prince. golden hair. Yes. Yeah. And um, so they reference that on the 1982 date, and then in 1999, they'll come back in a second. But So it's, like, two guys sitting on the beach, and they're, there's, like... Well, the one is one of the guys from the date. It's the other... It's the not-asshole guy. I think it's the paranormal record collector guy. And he's, like... 
They're on like a beach. Is the other? I was gonna say, is the other guy the asshole guy? I don't know. He has a beard, so I don't. I don't. I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be him because like I he, don't think he so. looks very different. I don't like, think so because they are. They do say something about like yeah that girl, and I thought they were talking about Haruko. Yeah, and then these priests show up, uh, and they're like, "Yep, it's 1999. Look at that. Look out over the ocean. That's the last sunset." <laughs> yeah, and then it cuts to the, the next morning immediately. And the guy is like strangling, and he's like, "That wasn't the last sunset." And he's like, <laughs> "He's like, their sun's up, and he's like, it's it's fucking, it's so hot. It's it's thirty five degrees. Yeah, which I guess Celsius. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that made me laugh. Like he's just like, it's the sun's yeah, up, and it's, it's fucking nice, hot, and it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> he's like strangling them, and the other priest, who is the guy in the record store, is like, "No, it's twenty twelve. Yeah, they're, they're like, arguing about as so- immediately as soon which, as which is. Which I think, do you remember when, was it 2012 when they said, like, the world's going to end? Yeah, the Mayan calendar. Yes, and then it didn't, and then they were like, oh, and this happens every, because it's the only excuse, it happens in every religion, anytime they're like, this is the world, anybody predicts the end of the world. They are always like, "Oh, we did the math wrong." It's yep. um, it's yep. like, it's like we forgot to carry the one. Right, and the yeah, world's yeah. gonna end uh, a couple years from now. It's like Chad's a little bit dyslexic, and he goes, "My bad." Yeah. And they go, "Oh, so it's gonna be uh, whatever." And that's what they do. The it, like everybody on the beach is freaking out, and they're like, "You said everything was gonna end like last night. We're still here. What the fuck's going on?" And immediately, the one priest is like. We got the date wrong. It's ten years from now. Yeah. It's two thousand nine. It's still gonna end. Everybody stick yeah. around. And the other, and this the guy who ends up being the dude at the record store. I my calculation said it's gonna be twenty twelve. And, and they're, they're like, shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, like they're fighting. <laughs> yeah, they're like fist fighting. And yeah. then like a whole fist fight breaks out. And, and the guy just walks away. The record collector, he's just like, the paranormal this. record collector guy, walks away. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, ah, I'm out of here. This is dumb. I guess it's two thousand nine. Yeah, two thousand nine. The ferry. Yeah. So yes. then it. So again, it like. Watching the movie, I know we're like going through it. We know we're having seen the yeah. whole movie. And we like know what it all means. We're a little disjointed, but like it's watching, not very different than the experience. Yeah, yeah, watching the movie, it's just like cuts to like this ferry and this like high school girl that we've never seen in the movie. Right, and, and I, we're just like, what? What's going on? Like it just keeps. It's this ferry. She uh, is like now. Then she's crying. She's talking to the um, like captain. Well, she or, falls asleep. Well, that's the thing is, she's like you find out that she had fallen asleep, missed her stop. And the next stop is Hokkaido. Because once she, it's important. Once she sleeps, not, no sound can wake her it's up. It's not important, but it is. It is. It comes back. Well, at it's the, just a distinguishing characteristic. But it comes yeah. back at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so she's like, I fell asleep. And he's like, you slept through, like, we made an announcement. It's so loud. Yeah, and she's, she's like, like, once I fall asleep, <laughs> nothing wakes me up. And he's like, I don't know what to tell you. We're going to Hokkaido. And, and so she's, she's just like, sitting in the passenger thing crying. But she's crying so funny. It's like it is, a yeah. teenage girl, like, having, like, a tantrum. Like, yeah, she's like big sad face yeah, like it's, like big it's, pathetic it's, eyes yeah, and just like so weeping funny. and rubbing her face and then, and then so this chef comes he well puts, no, no no this guy comes out over the over the pa and he's like oh a he says a herd of dolphins and i was yes. like aren't they a pod isn't it a pod of dolphins but he's like a herd of dolphins are off to the you know left side of the boat or the starboard side whatever he says so she's like still crying but goes to look out the window <laughs> and when she leans in uh, a guy back of a guy's head like comes in a frame and i was like oh this is gonna be because I was like, it's gonna be, it's gotta connect in some way. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be the guy who left the cult, but it's not. No. <laughs> and so yeah, then when she, when it does the reverse shot, it's a totally different dude. And I was like, okay. And then by then it's like 2009. I'm like, or uh, yeah, I'm like, okay, so it's not even because that's what like the beginning of that scene on the ferry. I was like, he's gonna be on the ferry. They're gonna meet. It's gonna be something. Yeah. But then by the time we get the date, I'm like, okay, no. And we get the date, and it says 2009. 
three minutes until the ferry will be hijacked. Yes. <laughs> it's like, cool, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so then, yeah. yeah, this girl's, like, sitting there crying. So she's still just like... Meh. Yeah, and a, a chef comes out, and he's puts down he a, puts, uh, a berry tart. Yeah. And she's like, what is this? And he goes, it's a berry tart. And then somebody from that... He's like, hey, I ordered the berry tart. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. He's, uh, he, like, brings it to the person who... Yeah. Who, and then she starts crying again. She's just like... And then he comes back out with another... With with an, and she's like, I didn't order this. Like, I don't have money for this. And he's like... I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> and we're like, what? Because like, right. we also know it's like, we, and we don't know this guy. Half, we're 90 seconds to a hijacking. We're 90 seconds to this hijacking. We don't know you. Yeah. And he's very calm and like focused. He's very like, I'm going to tell you a story. Yeah. He's like, would that be all right? And she's like, I guess. <laughs> And he tells her, like, I was raised to be a champion of justice. And I'm like... <laughs> Which is a lyric from the... Yes. From the, the, um, the, so what, we should say some of the lyrics from... Well, the, yeah, the lyric uh, that, that he's the champion of justice referenced in is... Um, music like music like, stacked like wooden, wooden blocks, blocks will be the champion of justice. Yes. And it's like, if my solitude was a fish... Yeah. Is that, is that the first one? Yeah, it's, if my solitude was a fish... I think it's solitude is the first one, failure is the second yeah. one, whatever. It's like, yeah, if my... It would be as big as a whale. And... It's, it's a, it, but it's all phrased weird, because it's like a mistrans... A, like, retranslation of a retranslation. Yeah, we don't know, but... Right. Yeah, it's just like this weird lyric song. Yeah, he's like, if my failure was a fish, it would be so mighty and militant that even a whale would get out of there. Yeah, It's like the yeah. way it's phrased, and you're like, yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the second verse, I think, is if my failure was a fish, whatever, whatever. The last... I think the third verse is if my justice was a fish, it would... Or it's the bridge it doesn't matter but my justice was a fish it would be like so powerful that i would drain the magma from the seabed yeah and you're like this is wild this is awesome um but yeah so he's like i was raised to be a champion of justice and i'm like okay (laughs) yeah right on yeah champion of justice is in the song it's in the discussion that the guys in the record store have in the beginning when they're like, yeah, some champions, five five champions of justice will come together. Mm. And they're like, oh, like forming a like forming a Gundam, yeah. Gundam, yeah. And so they keep using that phrase. So he's like, I was raised to be a champion of justice, and he gives like a brief version of his backstory, which is like, my father wanted me to be a, a champion of justice. He left a book for me, something, and it, you know, whatever, whatever. He's talking about how like he made him train and yeah. all in martial arts. And I trained and prepared. Do they show a little bit of it then? Not at this point. Okay. Once he leaves... Yeah, we see it later. He gives, like, a little speech. He's like, I was raised to be a champion of justice. My father wanted this for me, and, like, uh, you know, I did my best to please my parents and to be, like, you know, the best uh, champion of justice that I could be, that kind of thing. And then he leaves. He has to go. Well, she's like, did, did it work? And he's like, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I haven't had the opportunity really to check, yeah. to test it out. Which and, we're like 30 yeah. seconds from. And he's like, I have to go back to the kitchen now. So he does. And then he, the, I have a pie in the oven, I have a pie which is in the important. Oven, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the old couple um, sitting behind her, they like lean over. They're like, champion of justice. Huh? Yeah, they like were listening. In. And they're, they're like, like, we were listening to your conversation. And the, the, the wife is like, do you think it's true? And, um, you know, the, the girl, the. Her name, it turns out, is uh, Asami, and she is played by uh, Mikako Tabe. But yeah, she's like, I don't know, it's a pretty wild story. And the the, the, the husband is like, uh, he might have ulterior motives. Yeah. Um, oh, that guy. That guy was in Godzilla all movies. All the Godzilla movies, like yeah. a ton of them. He was in like the 80s to 90s, yeah. the Heisei period. Yeah, I whatever have... That- I have his uh, his name. Yeah, it's- I didn't recognize him, but I, I I mean, I've seen all those movies, but it's I am Koichi Ueda. I will notice him next time I watch. He's in Biolante. Yeah. Godzilla Tokyo SOS. Yeah. Uh, 
Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2, Godzilla and Mothra Battle for Earth. Yeah, he's on all those early yeah. uh, 90 like ones. It looks like 10 ones. of them or 11 of them. 12, maybe? Yeah, like it's a lot. He knows Godzilla. This guy's friends with Godzilla. Friends. That's how much he knows him. Um, as long as we're talking about bona fides for these actors, we have one. I do have the welcome back to the show. Oh. We have one in this film. Who is it, it? It's an episode that you were on. Oh, is it? Yeah. It is uh, Goro, the singer, okay, played by Kengo Kora, previous episode 21, Shin Godzilla. Really? Yeah, he's one of the cabinet members. Oh, okay. He's got a name, but I don't remember him. I'm sure he has the... hair, right? Yeah, yeah probably. Because he's, he's, like, has pretty, a shaved head Pretty bald, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, cool. Like, okay. Because I always check to see if anybody had been yeah. in something we covered, and I was going through, and I'm not seeing anybody, not seeing anybody, and then... He's also like, do I don't think... know, of 21 people, he's like the 11th name. And it's like, I understand that, like, I, it's probably put in by their appearance in the film. So he doesn't really technically show up as a character till later, but he's important. <laughs> do you think being in a Godzilla movie, if you're an actor in Japan, it's like being on Law and Order in America? Like, everybody's on. They say if you're an actor in New York City, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be on Law and Order at some point just because they always need. Pe- right. And there's so many Godzilla movies, it's just like. It's like a. You've never been? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I've been in ten of them. Yeah, every like. I mean, every... Godzilla had a threesome together once. <laughs> One of the women was blind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, the the old couple is like, yeah, you know, he, he might have ulterior motives. Like, the, the, you know, the guy's looking out for. He's like, keep keep you know. Yeah, so keep an eye on that guy. While this is happening, a guy sits down in the background, and yeah. we know it's like thirty seconds to a hijacking. So we're like, oh, okay, this has to be like the. Yeah, but this has to be the guy. And there is one sequence where they cut, like they're they're intercutting like people like cocking guns and shit. It was very matter of fact, and again, it felt dreamlike. It's very like go with the flow. Like you're just watching this all unfold in a way that I thought was like really interesting and like poetic and really nice. And yeah, it just feels very. I don't know, there's a I, there's I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for, but yeah, it felt very like calm. The champion of justice is calm during. Yeah, that. and like that's the thing is. Him, him doing all this, you know, uh, this kung fu and like, well, so he comes out, yeah, and but so he, he does it kind. It's kind of like Steven Seagal because Steven Seagal, but it's because Steven Seagal's a bad actor and he can't emote, <laughs> so he just has like this robot face and he's like punch, punch, kick, you know, like he just does that. But this guy's just very like, and now I do this because I'm the champion of justice. I've been preparing for this my whole life, yeah. And he just like matter of factly like, you know, he does like a back bend and stands up and then like you know punches the guy. And you're like, okay, cool. So a bunch of watches go off. Yeah. At the same time. And his goes off at the same time. So we're like, oh, is he part of the people who are hijacking this? Right. And he's like, I have a pie in the oven. Right. So he goes in the in the back, and then a guy in the boat pulls out a gun. Is that how it starts? Yeah, he holds a gun against somebody's head, and it's like, you know, we are taking... And then, like, a, a, guy, a voice comes over the PA, and it's like, attention, and, everyone. We're... And it cuts, and it's the guy who was saying in 2009... It's the priest who was, yeah. who was saying 2009 is going to be the end of the world. Right, it's the priest from the death cult... Who was immediately like backtracking, being like, "It's ten years from now." Yeah, and now it is ten years right. from now, and I guess he's gotten desperate, right? <laughs> and he he's says, "Like, I gotta, I gotta be more proactive in my well, no, ending I, of the world." Yeah, I think it's that he know he believes it's true. Yeah, so he's just like, I, "Well, he's like this this cruise ship or you know this ferry is now Noah's Ark." Yes, yeah, uh, because they 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 talk a lot about uh, or he he mentions like it's a Christian uh, Christian sort of death cult that has a basis in Christian ideologies and things he's like we will need noah's ark to repopulate the earth and whatever and whatever and you know so it's that so he's like yeah well we're just gonna we could have spent 10 years raising money and building a boat and you know whatever and 
getting volunteers, but instead, eh, yeah, I'm just gonna hijack. It's them. cheaper to just buy some guns. Yeah, <laughs> this is all happening, and then the the chef comes out and he's holding a little pie on them. They're all and, everybody's cowering like in between the seats, and the wife goes like, "That's oh, that's the pie, pie we ordered." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like holding the pie. And he's just standing there for a second, like, assessing the situation. And all the gunmen just, like, sort of turn and see him. And he, like, slides in, like, among the seats where you can't see him from, you know, their angle. And uh, you hear him, like, like between the seats. And you're just like, okay, what are they doing? So then, like, they finally, like, they go down the aisles and they're, like, looking. And the one guy, like, turns... And the pie is sitting, like, yeah, on the seat. Yeah, <laughs> And then he, like, turns around and looks the other way. And then, like, dude, like, pops up and, like, <laughs> like yeah, starts punching him. Shit at him. And they're, like, firing guns at him. They keep missing. And it's very, it's almost like Bugs Bunny kind of shit. Well, he like, has the, um, he has, like, a towel. And he's, like, grabbing their arm with this yeah. towel and doing shit. Yeah, and, like, the, the choreography is really good. It's very fun. Like, he does a lot of, like, uh, disarming moves. Yeah. Like, you know, he, like hits their hand against the seat and makes them drop the gun. He does a thing later where he like steps over a guy's arm and locks it in behind his, uh, behind his knee and then puts him in like a headlock, like a, like a bulldog choke until the guy passes out and drops his gun. And I was like, but he does it in like, boop, 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 like yeah, two moves. Yeah. Like there's no effort. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he's a champion of justice and it's fucking great. It's, it's just so fun. And it's, it's, and it's like kind of comical, just like how, well, because the little girl's just like, what the fuck is going like? Yeah. And she's like, he, oh, you know what it kind of reminded me of the, the, uh, you see Willow. No, no. Um, well, Val Kilmer's in that. He plays a, uh, uh, swordsman named okay. Mad Mardigan. He's like been imprisoned. He's hung in a cage, like to die at a crossroads. He's kind of resigned to his fate. And then Willow's like, well, if we bust you out, will you help us? And he's like. Yeah, 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 sure, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they bust him out, and it seems like he's going to abandon them. And then, um, but he keeps telling him, he's like, I'm a great swordsman. I'm the greatest swordsman you've ever seen. And everybody else in the party is like, don't listen to this dude. Like, he's locked in a cage to die for a reason. Like, and he's like, yeah, it's because I'm, be you know, I've been betrayed by my constituents. Like, it's that kind of thing. They bust him out, and he sort of fucks off on his own. But when he does, like, come to their aid, they see him actually doing, like, sword, sword play, mm -hmm. and he's great. Mm -hmm. And there's a moment where Willow goes, you are great. Uh, like, because he keeps saying, I'm the great Mad Marty. I'm yeah. Great. You know, like, keeps saying, I'm great. I'm the greatest. And you just kind of think it's bullshit. But he goes, you are great. And she kind of has a moment in this where she's like, he is the champion of justice. Yeah, like, yeah, and it like, yeah. it like washes over her. Yeah. Like, she's like, shit, he's really doing it. Yeah. It's cool. And I think the older couple is like yeah, behind her and they're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're all just like, oh, we were wrong. So then uh, there's a guy that she well, was she was talking to yes, earlier. Yes, the guy who was sitting in the seat when she looked at the dolphins. Yeah. She puts... Well, so the, 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 the champion of justice, like, disarms everybody. All the passengers are like, hell yeah. Yeah. And then he and then picks he up a gun. And he pulls a gun at her. And he points and, the gun at her. And, and you're he, like, oh, man, what, what now is going on? Right. But then we do the reverse shot, and you see that the guy that she had seen earlier... Has a gun has to her a gun head. to the back of her head, and he's pointing it, like, at him through her, kind of. He, and he, calmly, he's like, don't hurt her. And he, like, puts the gun down, kicks the cross, and um, the, the bad guy shoots him in the shoulder. Yeah. And does it cut there? I think, does it? I think I think it cuts when he gets shot in the shoulder. He falls down, and it just, like, cuts. Because it flashes back to his origin. Yes. Or? So then it's yeah. it's him learning how to be yeah. the champion of justice. And he's doing wax on, wax off. He's doing off. wax on, wax off, and paint the fence, which uh, is, like, two of the three <laughs> Karate Kid things. Like, it starts with him, like, lifting weights. Like, yeah. he's, like, like, 12 years old or something. He's, yeah. like, actually, like, doing exercise. But then, yeah, he's painting a fence. And then it's him doing wax on, wax off on these, like, big glass windows. Yeah. And I'm like, this is great. 
And then he's like, he sees some a kid getting bullied by some other kids, and he like throws at them. He's doing like <laughs> resistance training on the playground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has resistance bands <laughs> yeah, on like, like the monkey bars yeah. and shit. Yeah. But then he looks over and like what, four kids are bullying one kid, so he goes over there, and it's like this low angle shot up to the sky, and you just see these four kids like flying back through the air. They get like launched. Yeah, and uh, then his like narration is like you know. All my life, I trained to be the champion of justice. Like it's basically what he told her. But then um, he's like, when I, you know, defended, when I defeated the bullies, I would, you know, the, the the teacher yelled at me for for using violence. And he's like, I had a good cry with my mother many days in the kitchen. It's like, but you know, but I always, I always wanted to make her and my father proud. Whatever, whatever he said. Yeah. Um. He's like, I feel so grateful to my father now. Yeah. Because he never thought he would get to use. Right. It and seemed it was like, like it was going to be useless. Yeah. So and then he's tied up. He's... He re- it reveals that he's saying this all out loud while tied up and bleeding from his shoulder. Yeah. And she's like two rows behind him. Uh, 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 Asami. She's like two rows behind him. And she's like, you should probably stop talking. You've been shot. Yeah. And he goes, the bullet went clean through. It doesn't count as a wound. <laughs> she's like, yeah. And she's like, it doesn't. And he goes, maybe a little. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. Yeah. He's like tied up to the... To the yeah, they have ropes around him and like uh, oh, like a ratchet. Thing. Yeah, one of those ratcheting like packing strap things. Yeah. And so then he is he is it that he's supposed to like does he just muscle out of it like flex out or does he dislocate? His I shoulder? think he does because there's like weird like there's like, like bone noises. sounds <laughs> like he like does that like uh, Houdini thing or he like <laughs> like yeah, and so he like gets out of it. Um, then he starts, is this when he starts going after the, the attackers again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, thank you for, you know, listening to my story. I'm going to go stop them now. Yeah. And like, he looks out and they're not in the cabin anymore. They're out like out on the deck and they're like yelling stuff or yeah. they, they might be like loading people into boats. It's like hard to see. And then he like runs out there and we and hear it, and, three well, shots. It, it cuts to her and she's just like, wow, like he's, he's really going to do it. Yeah. And then you hear three gunshots and then she's just like, oh, she had like, she has this like, oh shit. Like, yeah. And then it cuts. So we're just like, oh, he just got killed. Right. He got <laughs> murdered. Yeah. And it cuts to 2012. Has they his... have a little TV in the record store. Yeah. 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 Anytime we cut to 2012, it's always the record store. Yeah. And so, yeah, we find out that India has, has a rocket. And they've assembled a team of five uh, to send up of nuclear basically. weapons to no, they're missiles to to set explode off the nuclear weapons that the Americans left on the astronaut. Possibly Bruce Willis. Pro- possibly Bruce Willis left the astronaut. Um, yeah, they, they and they have never been to space before. They they said these yes. astronauts. The thing they mentioned that we mentioned at the beginning of the episode with um, Operation Armageddon is it's basically that they attempted to do the plot of Armageddon six months ago. They sent uh, the Americans sent up a team. And it they drilled into a they, comet. Yeah, they drilled into the comet. They put you know nuclear weapons up there, but they didn't, they didn't go, go off. off. We don't know what happened, and that's why they're like maybe Bruce Willis is still up there. What this is is an Indian team is going to go up and fire missiles, but they explain on the news like the crater that the bombs have been like you know put down the shaft is like not straight. Yeah, and it's going to take very precise calculations and to maneuver the missile through the. And it's like there's a point zero 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 one three chance. It's like was that thirteen like one millionth yeah, of a percent some, or something? Some ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, it's like even with a skilled team, which they make a point to mention, this is not. Yeah, no, none of them have ever been to space, yeah. and this is like humanity's last chance of just like there's like three hours to live or five hours. Of... Yeah, it's 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 under five. It's like three hours now. I think. Yeah. Um, that's kind of all we get then. And we, go, then, then we cut back to 1975. And then it's like for the next like 
25 minutes in 1975. Yeah. And, and it's great. Well, yeah, but... It was but just, it is great, though, like... Oh, it is, but it's, it's like, you're just like, what is, like, what, what is going on? Like, yeah, you're it, like, okay, it, all right, we're, we're building towards something. Once it gets something. settled, and then it's like it switches to another thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, it, you're very clearly like, okay, they're definitely building to something. We're definitely going somewhere. Yeah. But we would cut back to 1970... Well, it seems like it's 1975. We find out it's 1974 a little bit later. Because this is like before the band had started they're, recording the album. Yeah, they're just they're just like a local band, and they're in like a nightclub. They have it's it's like this. I I I was in bands. Beerman was in bands with me. We've been in bands. This is my idea. This is like platonic ideal of a gig, <laughs> where you go and people are just like, "This sucks." So you go like, "Oh, okay, we'll play what you want," and you start doing it, and then you. Do a punk version. Then you go back and play it the way you want to do it, and then they start it. throwing shit, and then your bass player loses his mind and, then they, and he, dives in the crowd, and then it becomes a full on brawl. But the the drummer keeps playing. He never the whole stops time. playing. Yeah, awesome. and that's what gets them signed to a record label. Yeah, yeah. Because the guy is there, and he's like, "Wow, holy shit!" It's and the so girl, funny. that girl who's like blown away by them, that's his girlfriend later on. Yes, right? the blonde yeah. girl. Yeah, yeah. They're everybody's like, "Boo, we don't want to hear this." And there's one girl who's just like. They're playing like their punk music, like yeah, and it's like a supper club. It's like it's like people in nice suits, yeah. like sitting down at dinner, like it fancy seems dress. Like they and they're like play, uh, they're like folk Enco, music, uh, and they're like yeah, Enco dance songs or something. Yeah, and so they do one that seems like a real song. Yeah, the, like I don't know if it's a real song in. I think in it, it real must life. be because it seemed it seemed like like that, it's like a standard. It seemed like yeah, gag kind of that like that was what they would play. Yeah, because the bass player starts boom 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 boom, 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 and then they kind of like oh, and the drummer comes in with the yeah, and they start playing the slow like jazzy sort of thing, and he's like oh, and it's like a love song. It's like if I go to Tokyo to meet the man of my dreams, like, and it's like, and they're like, yeah, yeah, this is better. And they're doing it straight, and, and then, then the, the guitar, guitar player's player, like, fuck this, yeah. and he's just like, nah, 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 nah. and then they all go, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, <laughs> up, and he's like, if I go to Tokyo, and it's just like, yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, boo, and they start throwing <laughs> shit, it's basically the Stooges. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> it's the coolest shit ever. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, if I ever had a show that was like this, I'd be like, that's the perfect show. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I can retire now. <laughs> yeah. It's the platonic ideal of a punk band is like, and the drummer just kept playing. Yes, he doesn't stop playing. <laughs> Which is the best thing you can so do. So the, it, there's a guy watching, and he's like in a suit or yeah. something, and you can tell he's like, him and his girl are the only ones who were just like, wow, this is like something else. Like, yeah. this is something. They're not together. Yeah, this is just like, this is yeah, cool. Yeah, she's with like one of the assholes. It's like, boo, play something good. Yes. You know? And but she keeps looking like he stands up and he's kind of in front of her and she's like looking around him like what is this, this band is yeah, pretty good yeah this, this band is hot yeah yeah he gives him a, he gives him his card it's Lemon Records yeah is that a real record label or is that is that like just a Beatles Apple Records joke? I think I, I think so I wasn't sure if that yeah, was like, oh that's a real record I don't oh, yeah. know yeah now which one is saying he's like you're into the MC5 and shoots is is that the um that's the their producer the record executive executive. Yeah. Uh, his name is o- Okazaki in the movie. Um, hold yeah, on. I have his. Uh, I got his name. He's very important to the whole story of yes. this. Um, played by Nao Omori. Um, and he's really good. He's he like good. the only one that like likes them. And yeah, he's, likes he, their music. He likes them for what they are, and he like genuinely and like that's why he signs them. Yeah, but they're like actual. He's their. I don't know. I guess he's their agent more or less, but. And then their producer is a rich, some rich kid. asshole. Yeah, 
And they keep being like, you know, this rich asshole. Like, well, he wants us to play shit slow. Yeah. And because it'll sell better. But he's like, it's and they added sell. a keyboard player. And, and that's like. They added keys. Oh, they overdub his guitar part with keys. So the guitarist is pissed. Yeah. And yeah. they're just like, well, we're pros now. And we have to. This is the music we got to make. Like, yeah. To make money. And and they kind of. They're all drinking outside on the river bank. And this is when we see the, uh, the girl who was like staring at the band. She's now passed out drunk. And is the girlfriend of uh, the bass player. Of the bass player, and um, and she's blonde. And the bass player is the leader, they say, because he's the oldest. Because he's the he oldest. Tell, he writes he, their songs. He tells the other guy, he's like, if you were the oldest, you would be the... He tells Goro the singer, yeah. yeah. He's like, if you were older, you'd be the leader. Because he keeps calling him um, Shigeki-san. And he goes, knock it off with the son. Yeah, with the honorifics. Uh, yeah. He's played by Atsushi Ito. He's, he's great. Uh, I don't know him from anything, but like... He's been in stuff. I looked up his credits and I was like, oh, I know these movies. I haven't seen all of them. He's, I think he's in, um, is it called First Love? Uh, it came out a couple of years ago. I actually have it, but I haven't watched it yet. It's like a, a sort of hitman thriller thing. Yeah, it was good. He's, he's really good. I was like, oh, I like, I really liked his performance. Um, but oh, I wanted to mention the, the, the girlfriend um, being blonde now. So, I mean, like there's a, you know, a Japanese cultural fascination with blonde because it's not a naturally occurring hair color. In Wong Kar Wai's movies, blonde is very, like, important. Um, and he uses blonde, especially in um, a couple of his movies, blonde is, like, the color of love. Like, when his characters... Because he makes a lot of movies where falling in love is very important to the narrative. Not just, like, that it's the end goal, but, like, it changes people's motivations. So you'll, you know, meet a character, they'll have dark hair, they'll meet another character, they'll kind of fall in love with them, and then they'll, like bleach their hair and they'll you know like now it's like oh they're, you know that's like an important through line in at least like two of his films where it's like it's symbolic of that and i was wondering if her now being blonde was supposed to be like again playing with pop cultural things like oh this um, is a Wong Kar Wai like joke oh, kind maybe, of yeah. yeah i don't know i but i just thought that was like kind of interesting so one of them is saying like i, I, I guess it's the it's the record exact guy and he's like you like the mc5 and the stooges and he says Jack Crispin. Jack Crispin. Did you look that up? I tried to. So I looked it up, and the only thing that came up was John Spencer, Spencer Blues, Blues Explosion. Explosion did a song as Jack Crispin. So I, so I found I. So the guy who wrote the novel that this is based off wrote a novel called Grasshopper that they made into a movie, and I think one of the guys is in one okay. of the actors is also in that. They made the movie came out in 2015, which is after this this movie. Okay. So I'm going to guess that there's a character in the book Grasshopper that's named Jack Christman and he's an he's an artist. Okay. So then when they made the movie they had John Spencer Blues Explosion do a song as oh, as uh, this fictional Yes. Cuz that's the only thing that would make sense cuz yeah. it came out years after this. Yeah, nothing came up and I was like either that was cuz I, I was think like it's just like a reference to this other guy's book or Right, whatever. yeah. It's, yes, it's uh, the MCU of uh Also, if John Spencer Blues Explosion was around in the 70s that would fit right into this uh Oh yeah. They're fucking awesome. John Spencer Blues Explosion fucking And cool. Pussy Galore as a band before but Yeah. Wasn't he in Boss Hog too? Okay. I got to uh, look that up. American Punk Blues Band Husband and wife duo John Spencer and Christina Martinez. Oh, okay. With other other people, 2008 and 2010, the band played live and toured Europe and the U.S. Yeah, no, John Spencer are great. I I, lit I literally remember exactly where I was the first time I heard the John Spencer Blues Explosion. It was in front of my TV watching MTV 120 minutes. Uh huh. And they played that video where Winona Ryder plays him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know this? Yeah. 
It's uh, John C. Riley is the drummer. Giovanni Ribisi is oh. the bass player, and Winona Ryder is John Spencer. And they're like lip syncing to whatever the song is. I was just like, "What is this?" Because I knew all of them. And, yeah. and I mean, Winona Ryder was the standout. Like, yeah, I don't know if that I knew John C. Riley. But yeah, but I was, but I knew both of them from. Uh, I loved you know weird movies and supporting actors and stuff. And I was like, I know those guys. And I was like, what is this? And so it's like performance stuff in a white space, I think. And then there's also like them maybe planning a heist or something. They're like in a car, like with sunglasses on, looking cool, you know, like. And just like, oh, okay. And the song ruled. And I was like, this fucking, this fucking rules. I was like, what is this? The next, I was probably like 14 or something. And the next time I was at my dad's house, like that weekend or the next weekend or whatever, I was looking at his CDs and he had a John Spencer Blues Explosion CD. I was like, you have the John Spencer Blues Explosion? I was like, I want to listen to this. And he goes, you do? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And I was like, how do you know? I was like, oh, MTV. He's like, MTV, there's a video for the John Spencer yeah. Blues Explosion? I was like, yeah. It's got celebrities in it. <laughs> yeah, they put celebrities in it, so I would pay attention, and it worked. And, and you know worked. what? They're great. Is this when the record company guy is telling them that? It, th- again, even within this section in 1974-75, there's like a, some brief like flashbacky sort of shit. But yeah, they're they're recording... The guitar player is upset with it. Um, they they're all sitting out on the on the riverbank drinking, and um, uh, the the guitarist is like, "I'm fucking not gonna play their bullshit." He's like, "I'm gonna play it my way. Fuck them." And he like he's like, "I'm never gonna play." And there's two people like playing guitar for like pe- for for like yeah, the public, just like acoustic. Guitar. Yeah, on the other side of like the embankment, and he like stands below them, like on the other side, and he's like, "I'm never gonna play like these two. They don't have soul." And they sort of are like, oh, fuck. And they, like, embarrassedly walk away. <laughs> and then he storms off with his guitar. So then it's the bass player who is, yeah, the, the like, leader of the band. And Goro, the singer, and the drummer sitting there and, and, and the passed out girlfriend. And they're just talking about, like, I don't know if this is going to sell. I don't know, you know, how this is going to go. And Goro's like, I have some bad news. I was taking a nap in the guy's office. And uh, I heard him talking to the president. And he's like, what did they say? And it's Of the record company. Of the record no. company. Not the president of the United States <laughs> or the president of Japan. But the president of the record company's like, I don't want to make three records with these talentless losers. And he said, so it'll just be this one. And they're like, oh, okay. So we're going to end the, you know, the band end. Like, or the record contract ends, like, after we finish this record. Uh, the drummer is like, guess I have to start looking for, uh, you know another job this ain't gonna this ain't gonna feed my family yeah they mentioned later you have seven, seven kids, kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was like that's such a funny drop yeah they kind of all go their separate ways and uh you know for the night and we follow we follow the bass player shigeki and, and he, he carries her on his back yeah he you know gets to the the foot of the stairs that lead up to his like apartment and he just is like jesus christ i carry this like, yeah she's that pump drunk dude. yeah she's, she's out of it so he like sits her down on the bottom stair and he's like taking a breath and he looks up and the uh re- their 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 manager guy um okazaki he's the top and he's like hey so it cuts inside they lay her down on the like uh on the bed and they're sitting in their in the little like it's a very small apartment so yeah. but they're sitting in the kitchen nook and they're talking and uh, Okazaki's like, so did Goro tell you, you know, the bad news? He's like, yeah. And he's like, so how are you going to, you know, feel you know, now that he has to, do you know, do you know which way he's going to go? Because now he has to choose between his friends or a solo career. Yeah. And um, Shigeki's like, oh, I didn't know that. He told us this was going to be the last record and they didn't want to do more records with us. And he's like, oh, yeah, the, the president of the company wants to wants him to be like a solo artist. And he's like, huh, I guess this might be the end of the band then. If he didn't mention that to me, then, yeah, you know, that kind of tells me what where he's going to go. Yeah. We still have a couple, like, we still have one more day. 
you know, finish the record. Maybe maybe it'll sell. And um, he, the, the, the girlfriend, when she heard all this, like, popped up out of her... Like stupor, and it's like basically she's like Goro's going into business for himself. Yeah, <laughs> she's yeah. like, she, she she like <laughs> freaks out and then throws up in the bathroom. Well, she freaks out, knocks the table over, and all this shit. And then she's like, I'm gonna go confront him, and they're like, Nah, just don't. It's not even worth fighting about. Like he's already made up his mind. If if that's how you know if that's how he's gonna play it, then he's already made up his mind. And she's like, Well, and then she's like leaves and goes to the bathroom and throws up. And there's a great shot, the overhead shot. Um, it's like just down on the table the table's like skewed because she bumped it and there's like a can of beer like rolling across the floor yeah and, and the guy, they straighten it and then and uh, he picks it up yeah uh, uh, okazaki he picks it up and he like you know they straighten the table and and from that overhead shot like there's just there's like an ashtray and some food and beers and all kinds of shit like on the table and you don't even realize it at first but then shigeki's hand like reaches over and picks up the book and he goes oh what's this book and he goes i just grabbed it off the shelf uh, you can have it and it has a fish on it. It's got like a whale like, or something on yeah. the front. Yeah. He, you know, looks, looks at the cover, opens it up, and he's reading it, and it says... The first thing he reads is like, um, if my solitude was a fish, or... Yeah. And he's like, oh. And he's like, they keep saying, how could solitude be a fish? Yeah, everybody who hears that is like, what does that mean? That doesn't right. make sense. Yeah. It doesn't. It's, it's like a running gag throughout the whole yeah. thing. Is It's like, how could solitude be a fish? Yeah. <laughs> now it's their last recording session... Okazaki, you know, is in the recording booth with the rich guy, and we hear them, like, playing through it, and they finish it up, and they're like, yeah, that was great. I love the new lyrics. Like, yeah, yeah. it's got a great beat, you know, it's it's got great rhythm, it's, you know, really, I really dig it, it's awesome. And immediately, like, the rich guy's like, well, play it slower. Yeah. And he's like, real, real mellow, you know? And they're like, it's really, like, slow dude? Slow will sell. Right, and yeah. that's their whole, the whole thing is, like, slow will sell, and they're like, we don't care, like, and they're like, listen, this is it. Like, yeah, this is our last recording yeah, like, day. And, like, let us do one thing the way we want to do it. Like, you've ruined this whole thing. And their guys was like, it's not going to sell anyway. Like, Yeah, they just, keep saying, like, it's not going to sell anyway. It doesn't matter. Come on. Right. Shigeki's even like, I'm not trying, we're not trying to overrule you, but just like, let us do this one thing the one the way we want to do it, because this is it for us. Like, yeah. as the last recording we're going to do, let us do it our way. Yeah. He, like, uh, the, the producer guy, like, turns off the intercom. And yeah, he turns you around. see them, like, talking. Yeah, he talks to uh, Okazaki for a second, and he turns around, and he's like, I mean, I guess it depends on, you know, if, if that's what you really want to do. Like, <laughs> Shigeki's like, what do you what do you say, Mr. Okazaki? Like, and he, it's a really close-up of him, and he's and he's like, it'll never sell. Yeah. And when it cuts to the faraway shot, he's got both his hands yeah, giving the thumbs behind up. behind the guys, so he can't see them. Yeah, because he's got he's to gotta keep his job. Yeah. He can't look insubordinate, because yeah. this is his boss or But whatever. he's just like, kind of just like, just do whatever. Yeah, he's like, fucking do it. This is the yeah. right call. Yeah. So they like, it fades out, fades back in, they're like, all but set But he's up. like, you only have one, you have one take, that's it. Yeah, they're they're kind of like, this is it, this is our last take, like, let's just go. And but the guy's like, he's like, we're not doing another take, like, you have to nail it. And so they're just like, okay. Yeah. And then they're just like, Phew. And it's like the thing of them like being like, okay, yeah, like we and have the to movie, fucking nail this, right? And, and then the, and the movie has set up that like there's that one minute gap. What's in yes, there? Yes, yes. And like We're so you're finally gonna see it, right? And so you're like, is it that they fucked it up? Yes, like or, or something? Like, or, they kill this guy, or right? Something? Like it could be anything. Yeah, it's just you know, like and we also it's been building to like we've been talking about prophecy. You know, it's, yeah, the and world ending, the world ending, and all this shit. It's like it, early on when they're like um, in the back seat of the car in 1982. Why would there be a minute of silence? And they're like, well, some people say the singer lost it, you know, whatever. Yeah, and so it's like, oh, does he like have a vision of the future yeah, or something? Or, or yeah. So the band. So I was reading about the 
on the DVD, I guess, there are special features. I couldn't find any of them. But So the guitar player, is he was like a real guitar player in bands. He wasn't an actor. Oh, yeah? And then... I was going to say, I, I, I watch musicians in movies to see, like... Yeah. How good they're doing, you know, lip syncing and whatever. Yeah. Uh, Rockstar, previous episode of Rockstar, Mark Wahlberg does a great job of lip syncing those songs, like faking those songs. Yeah. Like, he does little weird things with his jaw that, like, you do when you're really singing that you wouldn't do if you're just lip syncing. Yeah. Like, if you're just opening your mouth, like, and um, famously the, the wonders and uh, that thing you do, uh, like, yeah. went through, like, boot camp to learn the song. Yeah, so that's what, the, that's what they, so the drummer, I think, played drums. But um, Goro, the singer, had never sang before, and the and the bass player had never played bass before. Oh wow! They're like good, like they like that's them playing, like and oh really? That's awesome. Yeah, um, and and so then later on they played like some live shows and stuff because oh, they were just like, well, we you know we know them. we know, yeah. Uh, wa- um, watching the, Goro sing the... is cool. Like he he does he does the thing where he like at the end of a line he turns away from the mic like at the last yeah. like half yeah. syllable like yeah. And I was like, oh, because it's like, I breathe in, then I go back, like... On the special features, I guess, on the DVD, it has, like, them... Oh, like, like a performance? Yeah, and, like, learning the, the songs and stuff like that. That's fun. Um, so then it's like, all right, we get to see the song. Yeah. And it's the whole song. So they, so it, they're they're playing it, and it gets to, like, where the solo is, and then it's like, he, Goro's, like, lean, he's, like, real into the mic, and they, like, mix it up to, like, really yeah. punch it, and he's just like... What's he saying? He's talking to, to Okazaki. Um, yeah. yeah, and he's just like, he's like, isn't this a good song, Mr. Ok- Okazaki-san? And he's like, how could nobody uh, like this? Yeah, he's or, like, how, you know, he's like, imagine, could... imagine people not hearing a song this good. Yeah, and he's just like, and, and so he's giving like this weird monologue over. The band is like still playing, and they're, yeah, they're, they're like looking at like, him what? like. <laughs> and then they, so they, they end the song. He, 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 ends, he ends his little like uh, monologue with like. And for any for anybody out there, this is for you. Yeah, because like, he's basically just like no one's ever going to hear the song. So and it's a shame because it's a great song. Like, yeah, that's what he's saying. It's like, yeah, and it's kind of like, isn't it fucked up that like no one will hear this because our record wouldn't sell the way we want to do it, but also no one will buy another generic record that sounds like everything. Yeah, so it's just like because people weren't people aren't ready, but your kids are going to love it. That's yeah, the... <laughs> yeah. So and then and then. Uh, uh, guy gets on the phone and he's like, Hey, it's your cousin, Marvin Rotten. Listen to this. <laughs> it's the, they go out to like a bar after, right? After yeah, they yeah. record. Well, well, Goro is like, ah, I shouldn't, uh, he's like, I shouldn't, uh, sell yeah, they, all that stuff. And, and uh, one of them goes, like, Yeah, that's pretty embarrassing. It's <laughs> just <laughs> like adorable. And they're like, All right, we'll, we'll, even the, the rich guy producer's like, We'll do overdubs. We can re record it. And they're like, No. Nah. Yeah. So like you said, we had one one yeah, take. We we're did not it. doing it again. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, what are we gonna do?" And this is uh, Okazaki's like, "Well, just he's like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll cut it out." Or he's like, "You know, we'll just drop the sound out for a whole minute." For a whole minute, and he's like, "What?" And he's like, "He's like, that's too weird. Couldn't they're they not just, the Beatles." Couldn't they? I mean, I guess they're mixing. I don't, I don't know how they're mixing it, but couldn't they just? Yeah, like, the, turn the sound. He's in. A, he's down. in a, a sound, not booth, but it's like it's baffled off. So like his vocals wouldn't be picked up by the rest of the band. By their mics, so yeah, you could just unless you were like doing it on one track, which there's no way that they were because they're in like a multi-track studio. Like he's got the boards yeah, and shit. So yeah, I mean, like theoretically, you just turn his vocals down. But I like he's like, no, just fade all the all the sound out for like, and he's like for a full minute, and and uh, the rich guy's like, they're not the Beatles. Like, yeah, we're not gonna do some weird shit. Like he's that. like, that'd be cool if the Beatles did it. But yeah. like, 
And he's like, why? He's like, and, and Okazaki's like, it'll be weird. That's he's cool. He's like, it's not going to sell anyway. Yeah, he's like, it doesn't matter. They keep just saying, like, it's not going to sell anyway. Like, let us just do whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the rich guy's like, whatever, fuck. Fine. Yeah. yeah, and then it's them at the restaurant, uh, like a little bar restaurant type thing afterwards, and they're having food, it's the four of them, and they're talking about, like, they're not talking about, like, the band broke up, but you're going to have a solo career, huh? Yeah. And, like, they're just like, that's pretty cool, like, that song's great, and, like, yeah. Know. And he's like, I'm sorry that I did that thing again. They're like, nah, it's fine, who cares? Like, it's done now. Yeah. Like, uh, Okazaki comes in with his son, and they, like, take a booth near them, and he's like, oh, is this your kid? And he's like, yeah, my wife left me. Um, and he's like, so, you know, I have to, I have to bring him around with me. And he's like, well, you know, let's, uh, let's, you know, have some, have some beers, have some food with us, you know, mm. that kind of thing. And, and they, they're talking about the song and they're like, what should we call it? And he's like, well, the book was called Fish Story. And I'm like, oh, that's a good title. And he's like, I don't know. That's, he's like, I mean, I, I quoted from it. Yeah, he's like, we're not going to get sued. And the guy's like, oh no, trust me. Well, that's like, what he's like, I quoted from it. I don't know if I want that to be the title. Cause that's like closer to plagiarism. Yeah. And he's like, you're quoting it. <laughs> yeah. And, but he's like, he's like, oh, don't worry. No one will ever, he's like, you know. No one's going to sue you. And I thought he was going to, like, reveal, like, I wrote it. Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. Like, but I wrote it, it didn't sell. But that's not it, yeah. Um, but no, and it's it's even, like, more esoteric and yeah, weird. Yeah, it's even weirder than that. So um, we'll get to the origin of the book in a second. But his son is, like, sitting at the booth, and his son's crying. And he's like, you want to watch the, Go Rangers? Yeah, <laughs> the, the drummer or somebody. He's like, hey, what's the matter? And he's like, he's like, Go Rangers. And he's like, oh, he wants to watch Go Rangers. So he goes up to the bar and he's like, hey, can you, can you put on the show? My kid wants to see the show. And they put it on and it's like almost over. It's the, it's the, be, it's the, what the first movie, the first, the first thing at the end, it's, it's them all on motorcycles and it's like to be continued because it's the very end of the show. Of, yeah. So then the kid's like bummed out because he just missed the, but it, we're like, why are they showing us the, like, right. we're like, that's from the beginning, but why? Right. And they, and the, the guys in the record store were talking about it. And it has come up like in conversation. Yeah. And, the five uh, astronauts, the Indian space shuttle team, like they were, they mentioned, like there'll be five, maybe there'll be five heroes, like the Go Rangers, that, yeah. whatever. So you're like, oh, maybe it's just supposed to echo that or something, you know. So the kid is like sitting at the bar and he's eating Oma rice, uh, you know, which is that's an omelet over rice. They do like it's like a mound of rice and they make like a little folded omelet and then you cut the top of it and it unfolds over the rice and it's supposed to, you know, oh, cool. it's a specific like preparation. But he's like sitting there eating that. They're all talking about the song. He's like, yeah, fish story means exaggerated story. Yeah, and that's part of the so the, the bass player's like, I don't know if I want to have a... A big... He's like, I don't know if I want to have a song called Big Lie. Yeah. And and then they kind of do their version of a fish story. Yeah, and that's what they're like. like well, what if this happens? Right. And then, but his thing is like, what if somebody's listening to you know the, the song really intently in a coffee shop with his eyes closed, and that minute of silence, he hears a woman's voice, and it's maybe it's the server, and she's trying to get his attention. And uh, the the drummer goes, and then they fall in love. Yeah. And then like the guitar player is like, and then they you know get married and have kids, and and they're going like, oh, this story keeps going, and he's yeah. like, yeah, it's a fish story, like. Yeah. And so they're doing it, like, and they're like, yeah, 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 like that's basically what it is. That's how they justify it is like it's fish story, like maybe the moment of silence is important. Yeah. Uh, you know, somehow maybe it means something. Yeah. I think it's Shigeki. I can't remember which one says it, but I think it's the bass player, Shigeki. I think he's like, if it's our story, if we're making it up, then I want it to be about our diehard fans uh, saving, know, the, saving world. the world. Yeah. And they're like laughing. They're like, that's even more improbable. You yeah. Know? And they're like, they're like, he's like, nah, he's like, this song will save the world. And it's a shot of the, the little boy, the son eating the Omer rice while he's like, this song will save the world. Yes. And you're like, okay. And then it cuts. Is this one that cuts to immediately? <laughs> he had previously given a little bit of a, uh, backstory of the book which is like it was the only copy of of the book and it was mistranslated um 
So they recalled all of it. This so is the only copy. Basically, what happened is is this company was going to put out this this a Japanese translation of a, this American novel. Yeah. And this guy showed up who looked like an American. He and, looked American and, enough to pass. And he and he said he spoke American and he really needed a job. So they're like, oh, this guy's going to save the company. He's like, he's yeah. perfect for this. After the war, there was a shortage on translators. Yes. Turns out the guy was not good at his job. He was not American at all. No, and he just looked. He was like he was third generation Tokyo, Tokyoite, and he's like, but he looked, you know, enough that he could pass for you know part American. So he got the job, and he didn't speak a word of it. And he translated the whole book like word for word from yes, the dictionary. Yeah, and he's like, and that's why you know uh, the title or like the opening thing of like a fish story about my loneliness, meaning like a long. I think I think I, think I wrote oh, it down. Okay. It's like. Uh, yeah, a fish story of my own solitude became the story of solitude if it were a fish. Right. And he's like, so it's all nonsense. Right. And I think that's when he's like, our our song will save the world. Yeah. And he's like, well, how did you get it? And he's like, my aunt was dying. And uh, well, my, he's like, yeah, I got it from my aunt. She worked at a publisher's, and she took it before they recalled. Them yeah, all. they recalled all of them and never even made it to store shelves because they were too embarrassed to release it. That kind of thing. And they they destroyed all of them except this is the only copy. Yeah. And he's like, I visited her before she was dying. She gave it to me. They're like, all right, like, cool. That's wild. Yeah. So and then it cuts to the 2012. The... And it's, we kind of, we gather the kid that was sitting there is the record store clerk yes. uh, now. Yeah. I think they do the fade. Yes. From to him. Him as a little kid to him in the record yes, store. Yes. When he's like, this song will save the world. And it's like him yeah. now playing the song and having said that. Right the former cult leader or possibly still cult leader, the guy in the wheelchair is like, this is dumb. He's like, you're sitting here and listening to records while, you know, the and, world's ending. Yeah. And they're, uh, they're like uh, on the news. They're like, we're going to go live to, you know, the feed from the, the Indian rocket. And they're like, we are approaching the comet or whatever. And the feed cuts out and the customer guy just starts like crying. And the asshole guy, the, the guy in the wheelchair is just like, He's like, oh, I thought you were going to listen to records even if the world was ending. Ah, oh, where's your fucking record now? And he's like leaning from like one side of him to the other. Like, yeah, he's really just being... Because the guy keeps like turning away from him and so he turns, goes to the other side to get in his face and he's like, come on, I thought like, you know, this music was so fucking important. And yeah. he's like, aren't you, you're wasting your fucking life, you know? And so he goes outside, like, let's do it. Come kill me, like basically. And he throws his hands up. Well, the guy hits him first, right? Uh, oh yeah, that's right. The, he, he he the guy the record store clerk walks over and he like, smacks him. Yeah, and he, and the guy's like, "See how come you weren't like acting like this the whole time?" So you, you he's like, "You were scared. Like you don't have to pretend that you're not scared or whatever." Yeah, and this guy's like doing it in a really obnoxious way. Right. He's like, "Oh, I'm just asking questions." And then they all go outside to look at the. Like and, and so the feed cut off. It's an hour before impact, so they just go outside to like stare up at. And it. And they're saying that like it didn't work. Like the yeah, they're like. Well, we lost, you know, we lost f transmission from the feed. We, you know, and they don't think it worked. They're like, we can only presume that, you know, they they died on impact or <laughs> fuck. Like they're like, uh, it doesn't look good. Uh, it's an hour till impact. Say say your goodbyes. The whole the whole movie, the news thing is like er telling everybody to get to high ground. And yeah, and then they mention everyone went to Mount, Mount Fuji because because they're worried about a tsunami. Right. They say it's like going to be like a hundred stories tall or whatever. Yeah, and which there was a that crazy tsunami in twenty eleven. Yeah. They're like, eh, there's no point. Like, everybody's going to Mount Fuji. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know. So we're, we wouldn't make it up there even if we went. And he's, you know, the cult leader dude. He's like, don't worry, it won't hurt. You'll be obliterated in seconds. And so that's, yeah, he goes outside and he throws his arms up. And he's like, come get me. Let's do it. Whatever. And the thing explodes. 
Yes, the comet explodes. Comet explodes, and it's, like, beautiful. Yeah, it looks and there's, like, like parts of it all like, over. Yeah. It's all different colors, and, like... And the two non-asshole guys right, are, the like, clerk and the freaking customer. out and, like, hugging each other. Yeah. And they don't... They show him being, like, surprised and shit, but they don't really punch it that it's like, all right, now this guy's got cancer. He's got terminal stomach cancer. And he borrowed that he, that a bunch he, of money from yes. possibly his, you know, followers. And yeah. He, you know, spent on everything. Yeah, so this guy's, like... He's not happy about this. And he was wrong again. That Right. So he's at the at the best, he's going to have to kick the can down the road for yeah, another 10 years. Yeah, he's like, years. oh, I, 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 I did it again. I did it again. So then I think this is this is the end, right? Yeah. It cuts to the, the TV and it's like, I think it's, they said it's an Indian shuttle, but it has like, there's guy, there's like. It's an international crew. Yeah. It's an Indian shuttle. It's an um, Indian sponsored team. Yeah. And they're, and they're just like. So it's kind of like contact. Well, I think they that's kind of how, like, like, the International Space Station and shit, like, the astronauts are just like, we have to thank, the, like, this woman, she's the one that did the calculations that, that like, fired the missile, and they're just like, yeah. like, she, she... It's just the four, it's four guys on screen, and they're like, no, she did it, she did all the calculations, yeah. she's brilliant. And they're just like, and they're we like, have to... Yeah, we have to get, and the one guy, like, floats up, and he floats, like, near the camera... And the camera like moves, he moves it over and he's, he's like, like, he's like, and, nothing wakes her up when she's yeah, asleep. Yeah, and it's the fucking teenage girl <laughs> yeah. that we find. And she wakes up and is just like, what? It's like, Asami. Oh. And she's like, huh? What? Because he like lifts up the thing on her space helmet, like taps her. And yeah. She's like, huh? And she what? doesn't get up. He, she, she was right. She, it took, it takes a while. It takes, yeah, him like yeah. shaking her space yeah. suit for her to be like, huh? What? Then it's the last scene in the movie, which is we get the story. Which is the coda for everything, yeah. So then we flash back to, like... So we're so we're kind of just like, oh, okay. It's her. Yeah. And we're like, okay, so she was saved, that's how... And we're trying to track all the... Yeah, we're like, trying to, like, okay, put it all together. But but luckily, they do it for you. Right, right, because they're still missing pieces. If yeah, we don't know the whole... Right, it's not it like, oh, they're just going to... some sense. Like, it's related, but we don't see everything. Right, it's not like um, in movies when they go back and show you everything you've already seen, but, like, it's just, you know, like, just laid out clear. It's like, yeah. no, there is stuff we weren't privy to. Yes. So it starts at, it's it's the the book. the, the yeah. It's in black and white. And they may, it's important oh, it's because... It's like sepia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's in black and white, and, like, the, the yeah, the, the guy is, like, they show him hiring the translator guy, and then him, like, at home with his kids running around, they're bumping into him. And it's him he, going, like, like, word by word, yes. like translating it and then it's them getting the books like the, the shipment the, and loading them in the back of trucks for delivery and then presumably this guy's aunt like picking it, one up they show like, oh. yeah they show but her. the books are in color like uh schindler's yes. list yes and then so it she picks the, up the book or the giver like she picks up the book and then it cuts to uh, uh what's the guy's name okazaki uh, okazaki it's right? it's him sitting there as like his aunt is dying and she's on her deathbed now. Yeah, and it's later on, and that book is on the shelf and it's the only it's the color. only one in color and he takes it. Yeah, and then it's like it on the table and it's Shigeki, uh, Shigeki like picking it up and leafing it. through it. Yeah, and then like him writing the lyrics and then it's like the lyrics on the reader stand for uh, Goro to sing from and then it's the like tape. Then it's yes. So then it's the 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 tape that was silent. Which made the guy hear the scream. We cut back to that. Yeah, we finally and see what happened. We finally see what happened, which is he goes to attack the guy with the sick, but the guy, like, turns it on him and is beating the shit out of yeah, him. Yeah, the guy, like, swings, blocks the stick, you know, and then, like, gets up, throws While him. While the song is playing. Yeah. Like, like, like it's, it's great because it's, like, it explains everything and it has the song playing. Right. And, like, which the is song. just, like... 
It's so good. Yeah. And yeah, he like he's beating the shit out of the driver guy from 1982. And the woman who was getting like assaulted like hits him in the back of the head with a rock. And then it's like that's the woman he was fated to meet that right. the lady said. Yeah. And then it cuts to and then they had the kid which is well, the Well, cha- it's them leaning over like a bassinet. Yes. And there's like a mobile and then it's them in the backyard playing with their kid. And it's and it's <laughs> the, the champion, champion of, of justice. justice. Yeah. Because the dad was like you have to be tough and like in case anything like this ever happens. Right, cuz he because wasn't. he wasn't. Yes. Yeah. But he was like this like this very important thing happened in my life. Right. And it, it, because it of changed this. the course of my life because yeah. I tried one time to be like, you know, like strong. Yeah. And I guess And they'd always kept the dad off screen. And in all of his like brief flashbacks, yes. like you never see the dad. And he was very inspired by the song because yeah. he he says "Champion of Justice" and like teaches his kid. Yeah, yeah. So because this, of this, song, he knows that it's because of that yes. minute of silence in the song that he heard her. Yes. Like, so then, awesome. then we see the Champion of Justice on the ferry in yeah. 2009, and we finally find out what happened there. Yes, when he runs away. He runs out on the deck and he just beats the shit out of like ten different people. And he does like those, and he's like, like doing spin kicks. Like and we hear kicks. the guy fires three shots, but he misses, misses all. everyone. And he like knocks him into the, yeah. into the ocean. And then the girl is just like, "Holy shit!" Like she just fucking blew her mind. Yeah, yeah. And that inspired her to be since she survived. Like yes, yeah. It's just because they're like doing crazy math equations and shit. Right. It's her. It's it's like uh, it's like a, a beautiful mind where yeah. like she's covered the entire blackboard or whiteboard in equations. And there's but all then, these like, people there but who then are also the wall and like every she's writing and equations there's all these people everything. there who are like wow, like blown away. And by it's this. the four guys from the shuttle crew are also just all <laughs> sitting there like being like, yeah, she's the one. Like, yeah. like, yep, she's got it. Yeah. And then it's them, the five of them, like getting suited up and wa- doing the fucking like and what's she, the and, what's the and and, and the funny thing is like they don't punch it too much but she's like she's not happy to be yeah 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 like i I do love that that she's like she is the main hero of the story but she is like this whiny like pouty girl also yeah which it's just such a funny she she had no desire to go to space like yeah yeah. when they're putting the cowl yeah she's like they're like tucking her hair up under she's just like yeah (laughs) she's like oh no they're forcing her to go to (laughs) space space to save the world (laughs) You have to do this. Yeah. No one else can do yeah. it. She's like, I have to. So, because of this song, that's how the song actually did save the world. And to me, it was like, we talked about it not too long ago about there was a band. Remember I told you, this kid found this his dad's like old oh, yeah. band. The song is it's Surrender to Me by Fire City Funk. And it was made in the 70s, and he's like, yeah, they never put it out. And this kid found it, and he put it out. And it's fucking awesome. The song is awesome. Yeah, it is. You and it I was talking. We were talking about how like I'm like that shit's so inspiring because it's like you make something and like uh, this was a failure or whatever. Yeah, like, nobody nobody cares. nobody cares about this. No one ever heard it or whatever. Like you never know what you're gonna do. Uh, how uh, it affects people or yeah. whatever. Almost like a karma thing of just like if you make something good, like maybe it won't happen in your lifetime, but people will find it. Right. You you might not know that it's like important, yes, but it exactly. might be important. Yeah. And it was like all because of this right. song and this recalled book that was just like a failure. This thing that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. This like fluke thing. Yeah. And a fluke is a kind of fish. Oh, <laughs> damn. This movie's eat. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel, because, like, we've been doing this podcast for 114 episodes now, and it's like, we don't get money from it, and, like, I don't know, it's the same, like, 
I do. It's the you're oh you're the one. <laughs> it's the same like you know. Not that I'm complaining. I love that that there are even ten people who are like oh good episode. But it's like it's the same ten people all the time who are like oh I listened to it. it was really cool. So yeah, and every once in a while somebody that I don't know or like a new person like Belate is like hey I listened to the show it was really cool and here's a this is and like I mean not everybody rep- recommends movies to us but like just even if that was where it had stopped and was like oh I listened to the show it was really good cool thanks i'd be like oh that's awesome thank you so much so i don't know maybe it all ties together it was 37 right 75 to 2009 37 years 2060 so if you're listening to this podcast in 2060 and something about this podcast saved the world that'd be cool (laughs) (laughs) it probably will you know what we could (laughs) things could trend that way maybe (laughs) but um yeah, no, it's like, it is, it's really inspiring, because like, we, yeah, we were, I talked about it, we were in bands, like, we have recordings of songs, Yeah, and like, I don't know, we, we weren't, uh, No like, one heard them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, we played for the same, you know... Sometimes no people. Sometimes no people, <laughs> like... There was one show, I took a picture before we started, and we literally played to no people. No, I think we. I think I, people walked. People who were also in bands came. They like felt bad for us. Yeah. And eventually, we were watching us. But when we started the show, we were playing for literally. There was no people. Was that the? Uh, it uh, was at that crazy book. It was yeah. a great fucking awesome. Yeah, what was spot. that fucking place called? It was like a book warehouse on Frankfurt Ave, but it was like also had like a giant swing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Down. It was, it was it, like because it, it had been like a performance space. It was like in Ninja Turtles when they go to the <laughs> the Foot Clan's like super like cool fucking warehouse spot. It yeah, was like yeah. that almost. And so nobody fucking showed up. It was just like the three or four bands. So I guess like to them that's how they felt about this thing of just like, oh this was a failure, this song and this band. Yeah. But it actually saved the world. Yeah, no, it is. It's inspiring. And like, I think it's a really powerful statement about and like art positive. And, uh, yeah, it is. And like inspiring, not, not an, not uncynical. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's earnestly. Yeah. Like hopeful. Like a song could change the world or right. could save the world. And even like through the, you know, uh, like deductive reasoning, like anything you do could inspire something else. Like, yeah, you know, it was a book, and the book, you know, the yeah. book led to the song, and the song saved the world. Like, yeah. it's a very powerful message for, yeah. like, this kind of goofy, silly movie. And, like, movie shot really well. There's not a lot of, like, standout visual stuff. Uh, I really it like... It seems pretty low budget, except for yeah. the Comet was probably, like, the most money. Yeah. Because yeah. it looks pretty... It does. It looks pretty good. good. Um, yeah, it's, uh, one, like, the same one, like, visual effect sprite thing, and then the explosion, like, but, um, the opening credits where they're performing the song, the first time we see them performing the yeah. song, is, like, shot kind of, like, more stylistically, a little, like, it's a little, a little dramatically. Yeah, um, like, it's a recreation of yeah, and like what the camera's it would look like, like if they filmed it back then. Right, and it kind of looks, like, almost like a music video. It's, like, a little low and a little dramatic. When we see them actually, like, performing it to record it at the end... It's unflashy. The camera pans from Goro yeah. across the band and to it's the cool drummer, because he, and, and then it's back. cool because they're actually playing it, yeah. so they can do stuff like that. Yeah, it, and it's set up that this is their. They have to do it in one take because that's it. That's yeah. all they got. But like, and like I said, that one like overhead shot. They do a couple overhead shots throughout the movie, but that one was like really just visually very interesting of like the crooked table and them straightening it, and and the, then that's the book reveal kind of. And yeah. I was like, oh, it's cool. Like 
I really like the, because I was like, wow, I don't know how they did this for like a low budget movie, but when they film Tokyo or wherever they're at, whatever city they're, they're in and there's like nobody and they do like big wide shots of all these oh yeah buildings and you don't see anybody it was like wow that, i wonder how they yeah especially with a low budget but like the shots of uh the opening shots of like um you know the the cult leader guy in his in his chair like going yeah, down like, that empty street yeah it's great like maybe that's just a time of day when there's less yeah people i'm sure are. they just yeah closed down though and i don't well, i don't know where they like we talked about don't know where they filmed that so like maybe it's not as busy a city as it looks or whatever but like i know like Philadelphia is a reasonably sized city, and you could find uh, a dead street like that, you know, a couple yeah, right. a couple hours yeah. a day, like here or there. It's yeah. very cool. It's very uh, like haunting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else that you wanted to? So the song is also on YouTube. If you just want to hear the song, if, if, if oh you, yeah, um, tell people tell how people they it so it's G E K I R I N fish story. Oh, this is what I want to mention because oh, yeah. this comes back comes back because the line. Don't assume that I'm dead. That he says yeah. a couple times. They do that right when we finally see that where we thought he died, and he actually saved that. And I was like, "Oh wow, that's fucking yeah, that's great." Because it was like that's just a weird line that is weird, and then it was like, "Oh wow, they like it was almost like a magic trick." Like at the end, you're just like, "Oh, like it." As an idiot who misses things, I like when it's explicitly said, uh, <laughs> "Hey, this is what happened." And they did it in a cool way of giving you more information that we didn't have. Right. If they just re-showed us everything that happened in the movie, I'd be kind of like, we don't, I mean, come on. But the fact that it's like, no, 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 they it's deliberately all, mostly left, all new footage. Of, yeah, they yeah. deliberately left things open-ended in certain scenes to then do these reveals. So cool, very cool. Are we going to do a, if it was a heat watcher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to do that now? I think it was a great watch. I, I loved it. I mean, if you listen to this, you wouldn't get to this part because we told you to watch it. But, like... Let's say you're watching the movie and you're just like, what is this? It's like, it does, everything will make sense. You have to stick with it, but yeah. they do kind of explain everything. Um, Yeah, I 100% agree. This is a great watch. Like, un... It's super fun watching it, it all unfold. And again, like, it's dealing with death cults in the end of the world and, like, your 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 dreams not paying off uh, immediately, like, the way you want them to and disillusion of your band and, you know, all these things. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer and... Like we mentioned, there's like, it's mild, you know, violence and things and like, but it's, it's a fun movie. It's like, it's very fun to watch. And the story is really like engaging and entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. This is like very strongly recommended. Great watch. Yeah. If you can find it. I would never have watched this or come across this probably. Yeah. No, I never even heard of this. Didn't, didn't, uh recommend it but yeah uh i mean obviously if you're listening to this thank you the late like that was this was great this yeah was this great was great please feel free to recommend more things do you want to uh wrap up uh guide people to your to your endeavors uh, my endeavors um um i don't know i'm on instagram i'm brian.beerman b-r-y-a-n you can contact us you can find our social media you can uh listen to this episode and all episodes uh on movie john dot com or anywhere you get podcasts by visiting our link tree that's l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash h-w-g-w and uh, a link on there is also to support the movie john patreon that's patreon.com slash movie j-a-w-n john and like i said you can get new episodes from us every other wednesday that's every, every other wednesday, wednesday on movie john.com thanks uh thanks again to Valate. Yes. For recommending this. this yeah, awesome. I would never have come across this. Yeah, no. 
And uh, the Brian, thanks for being here. Yeah. And... Next time we'll do uh, crap, more crap. Oh, all right. There you go. Yeah, we did. That's what I liked. <laughs> what? Okay, so what did we do? We did Dollman, and then what was before that? Oh, well, Great Rupert. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. So, I mean, that's one thing I will say. is like, not that I have a problem with people being like, this is my wheelhouse. This is, but I, every time you come on, you're like, this is a totally different fucking thing. Let's do this. Well, like, yeah, well, yeah, because I, mean, we could, we could, I could do a full moon movie every time. Right, every, we could do every Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, like we did the dance movie. Yeah, flash dance, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, 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 what haven't I done? We'll do that next. I mean, let's see, you did a, we did a, Animated a movie, lim- l- uh, uh, a Lombada movie. We'll, we'll do the two Lombada, oh, the, the dueling Lombada. Movies. Yeah, what's it, the Forbidden Dance or whatever, <laughs> whatever that's called. That movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. What What's a genre? We haven't done a black exploitation movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, right, well, I'll pick a black exploitation movie next time. Yeah. We'll watch Foxy Brown too, if there is. If ooh, that is such a movie. We should do Bone. I have. I bought it because I was like, ooh, we should do this. This seemed like a thing you might like. Um. You're talking about the Bone Collector, the, the black exploitation film, the Bone Collector. That's a porno. Uh, it's Yafet Kodo. Uh, oh, um, um, from Alien. Yeah, yeah. He's Bone. Um, and it's a Larry Cohen movie. He's the dude that did like did the stuff. Cue the Winged Serpent. He did God Told Me To, which is awesome. Oh, It's Alive. He did the It's Alive oh, movies. Okay. Um, Maniac Cop. That's a big. He did oh, all the Maniac yeah, Cops. Yeah. Bob Zadar. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess that is it. Hope things are doing well in 2060. Yeah, they probably won't. They probably won't be. It's either way worse or real good. <laughs> it's going to be hotter. That is pretty That's much a true. fact. That's a fact. So you won't even notice the weird audio of my neighbors drilling or pavement sawing because you'll be running three air conditioners yeah. just to survive. So cool. Good luck with that. Sorry, y'all. I'm probably long dead. (laughs) Oh, fuck. (sighs) Bye. Bye. You're talking about the bone collector. Black exploitation film, The Bone Collector. That's a porno. This has been a Movie John podcast.